0: We're only interested in one thing, Bart. Can you tell a story? Can you make us laugh? Can you make us cry? Can you make us want to break out a joyous song? Is that more than one thing? Okay. I don't care. This is the final episode of Accept the Mystery, and Jackie and I are going to break down every single movie we watched for the finale of Accept the Mystery. I already said Accept. I'm just going to play the theme. (laughs) J-F-I-O presents...
1: (laughs) What? Are you kidding? We got us a family here. This ain't
0: no good, huh? Okay, I'm not gonna sit here and debate. I'll show you the life of a man! You will find a fortune. Good would not be the fortune you seek.
2: I suppose you think you raised hell.
1: Huh? When i have raised hell, you know it.
2: Something is very wrong. I don't want Santana Abraxas. I've just been in a terrible auto accident.
0: What's the most we ever lost in the coin
2: Sometimes knowledge is yours. Accept the mystery the Cohen Brothers podcast
0: This is except the mystery this is the Cohen Brothers podcast where we discuss every single Cohen Brothers movie in absurd ridiculous extreme disproportionate enormous exaggerated exorbitant extravagant inordinate mm. needless redundant superfluous self indulgent Overboard, plethoric, stratospheric, superabundant, unbounded, unmeasurable, bizarre, <laughs> foolish, incredible, laughable, ludicrous, nonsensical, outrageous, preposterous, unbelievable, grotesque levels of detail. Yes, I Very did go impressive. to Yes, I did go to thesaurus.com. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I name, love it. Yeah. Come on, we gotta pull out all the stops for this Jackie. <laughs> this is it.
2: This is the finale. It is, but it's not the end of us. So I'm not too worried. No.
0: Should we just get that out of the way right now? If all you guys, you know, you guys, you guys, you out, you guys out there in radio podcast land, you've been patient because for the last few, for the last couple months, except the mystery has been on kind of a weird schedule. Yeah. We've missed, a, we were used to be really good about being weekly. It helped that we kind of like backed up a bunch of episodes.
2: Yeah. We just, we've been so busy in the last few months. We're so busy and important and popular and we are famous and all those things that's the thing
0: we are busy important popular people yeah and it's hard
2: it's so hard you
0: might have heard that he recently (laughs) started a job doing podcasts officially at like a real podcast network called earwolf yeah so now i'm like doing this stuff all the time yeah But but it's not the same as doing it with my podcast buddy
2: i know it's okay we're gonna be back
0: that's the thing except the mystery is ending but it's not ending because Jackie and I are sick of podcasting together. It's only ending because we're out of Coen Brothers movies. We're I know. Really...
2: Unless somebody has a great suggestion, which we somehow overlooked, which I can't imagine would be true, but hey.
0: This, like, this podcast already went way longer than I thought it was going to. When yeah. We, f- we first, I want to say it was June when we did the very first episode. <sighs> I
2: think it might have been July. Might have yeah. been July.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we can probably look that up. But, um, but when we did that, it was like, okay, this will probably... 21st. I thought this would probably be over before the end of 2014. Because no there's just not that many movies, but we kept finding like new angles and ways to talk about it, and we're like, let's do mini-episodes, let's go to Lebowski Fest, let's talk about movie, the movies the Coen brothers remade, let's just get, get mm-hmm. into everything, let's be as completest as we possibly fucking can.
2: Yeah, July to May, pretty good run.
0: Pretty That's good. almost a full year, Jackie.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, wow. I right? remember
2: the day I was thinking about it. I remember the day that you asked me to co host this and I was like, Yeah, I'd love to. We and were at was... uh
0: we were at Los Globos.
2: Yeah, we were at Los Globos. I remember.
0: Yeah. I was li- and because you'd uh you'd already been on Josh Figures It Out and you were already just an uh an awesome guest on that. We oh, got Jesus. to do we got to do the trial episode yeah, about what her team great. name should be.
2: <laughs> um
0: and, and you and you were like, "Yeah, I love doing this and I really I want to do more podcasting stuff." And I'm like, "Okay, I got an idea for something." Yeah. Let's like uh So it was like, yeah, "Jackie, you should come on board. You should officially do this with me." Yeah. And, and we did it. We did it. We did it. We, we did do it. Like, I really feel like we accomplished something.
2: I feel like we did.
0: We went through the, we went through this whole thing. We talked about all the big movies and a whole bunch of little movies.
2: Yeah, some commercials, some short plays commercials
0: and plays and poems and yeah. like i really think we basically no stone left unturned on this one
2: agree we did good so
0: we're, co- we're going out on a high note here we are
2: and until fargo season two comes back
0: until fargo season two comes and back then
2: some and until come out. until
0: hail, hail caesar, caesar comes yeah. out yeah we may have to revive except the mystery oh, for those will. shows but uh you should just assume this is the end of at least the the official run of the show thus far
2: yeah we're going on hiatus
0: Yes, exactly. Except the mystery is going on hiatus. Meanwhile, we talked about doing a Sex in the City show.
2: Yes, could still happen.
0: Could still happen. I'm still down the, for it. Yeah,
2: me too. We just have to think about a cool format.
0: We have to think about that. In the meantime, though, we've just been talking and realizing that even though we've gone through all the Coen Brothers movies, like, in particular, Jackie, you've got, like, giant gaps in, in your film knowledge. Yeah. Purposeful, like, I guess. Like... What, purposeful?
2: No, I mean, like, it's just a choice I've made in my life. <laughs> I mean, I can't say it happened to me accidentally. Clearly, I just made weird decisions. No, you,
0: just, you decided that watching movies like Pulp Fiction and, like, Inception were not, like, high priorities to you. Yeah,
2: they were not high on the priority list for some reason.
0: Like, the, like all-time classics mm-hmm. that are, like, giant gaps, and I'm like, I'm shocked.
2: Right, but then I see a bunch of other stuff all the time that's, like, random,
0: yeah. No, it's not like you never see movies. Yeah, it's just, I just like always when you, see you do random see movies. when you do see movies, you don't go back and like watch these classics. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we just gotta watch these classics and talk yeah. about them. There's no excuse for you not having seen Pulp Fiction. There's every like, excuse. There's like zero. So you know that? I was
2: listening to a podcast yesterday. It was so funny. It was like a really, really old one and there was a reference to something about how at the end of Pulp Fiction there's something in the diner and I was like, Good God, spoiler alert. <laughs> this is like It's getting to the point where now the spoilers are out there and I have to be careful, so I better just watch all the right, like, I,
0: Right, like just just like life must be like a minefield to you. Like it's everywhere kind of you go everywhere you go there's spoilers and you're like you if you're shutting yourself away from all those things. Yeah, but do you
2: see how like it just shows you what true grit i have. <laughs> like i have yeah. extreme willpower where i will avoid all the spoilers. But now i i do feel that my life is starting to get infiltrated with spoilers. So i just have to watch the movies.
0: Yes. Exactly. Otherwise you're going to like otherwise you're going to be saying spoiler alert to everything for the rest of your Which life. Which is
2: kind of fun, but yeah.
0: <laughs> it's fun it's you got to open like, your horizons, on this. It's <laughs> weird. i was listening to a podcast the other day where they were referenced the diner scene in Pulp fiction too. Okay, can were we, we stop talking
2: to- about it? Because I feel like the more you talk about it, the more you it. I'm just wondering if we were more. listening
0: to the same podcast. Which one was, was it? Was it uh, the Blacklist Table Reads?
2: Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it was I'll, I'll, I'll tell you which one. It's um, Before You Were Funny, I think.
0: I have someone listen to that one.
2: Yeah, I was listening. I think it was... Um, yeah, it was an episode with Sergio Chilli, Casey Faye, and Jacob Womack. Sweet. It was a good one. But yeah. Before
0: I can't imagine any of those guys used to not be funny.
2: It was funny, yeah. They were, they were still funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um in any case, the point being, don't know exactly what the schedule will be yet. It might be it might it might be like a bi weekly show, maybe. Maybe that makes more sense than going back to a weekly schedule.
2: Yeah. Maybe something like that. Or maybe that. or
0: maybe we'll try to make the weekly thing happen.
2: Just because yeah. like have like
0: coming you come like coming over and just watching movies and shit is fun.
2: Yeah. We I also want to watch movies. Like this is my other idea for it too. Is we also have to alternate with movies that I've seen that you haven't seen.
0: We do have, which to. Cause like
2: it's not like I don't see movies, people. I just always see like other movies. Right. Like everybody like else. So like the other day,
0: that. like the other day you mentioned Ida, yeah. which was like a best uh, foreign movie nominee at it the Oscars really this year, good. and I have not seen it. It yet. was
2: really good. Yeah.
0: So I'm totally down to see that. Mm-hmm. It's like a black and white.
2: Yeah, it was great.
0: So it's got to be classic. So you
2: guys, I know stuff about movies too, okay? Just to right.
0: And, that, and, like, and we got to like switch up that dynamic where it's not just always me showing you these movies. You got to show me stuff too. I will. Good. Mm-hmm. So that's the point. We're just going to say that up front so that this isn't too much of a horrifying, oh, you're yeah, saying goodbye so no to Josh and Jackie, like Jackie forever. Yeah. yeah, We will be back and we will talk about movies very soon. I'm, yeah. I'm confident. This is just the end of the Coen Brothers run. For now, this we I like this is why I like starting a short run thing. I like putting like a bookend on things. I feel like we can like this is like our like audio textbook on the Coen Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like anybody, who, volume uh, one. Yeah, well, yes, volume one because they will be making more movies and we'll have to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Fargo, the TV show, and a whole bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. But if somebody like in the in the future is like, I want to know about the Coen Brothers. They, this is like a reference to them. They can know everything about it.
2: That's true. Because
0: we went into We're such crazy... We're the cra- authority. We're the authority. Because <laughs> we went into such crazy detail, now they can go back and it's like the ultimate reference point and it will also entertain you because oh, sure. we are so funny and we've had such funny guests and funny yeah, places. and obviously. It's like, it's... So, I like, you know, this will stand the test of time.
2: Agreed. Wait, where's my gavel?
0: <laughs> yes. Order, order.
2: Uh-huh. No, I was just <laughs> decreeing that that was true.
0: <laughs> so... With that said, we haven't actually watched a movie for today. So, what are we going to do today?
2: We're just gonna list our favorite movies and well, our like least order, favorite movies. Yeah, just order yeah. them from one to twenty-seven. In We're gonna order go through the list to Wait, terribleness.
0: But before we go through the list, we got some other stuff.
2: Yes, and we have that too.
0: Like, Jackie, what link did you send me the other day?
2: Um, I was looking up a commercial production company, and I accidentally came upon a link that had more Coen Brothers commercials that we have not discussed on the show. So that cannot stand. Have, yeah, Jackie, we have another little tidbit.
0: Unbel- like, like we cannot. We have to be the ultimate, completest source. The fact that the Coen Brothers did stuff that we haven't talked about, unacceptable,
2: inexcusable,
0: inexcusable, unbelievable,
2: unacceptable, mystery.
0: unaccept, unacceptable. <laughs> so we had to. Well, we already watched this yeah, one. Yeah, we this watched. This first one we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other ones we have not. Yeah, so, the Gap. Let's watch the Gap one. So let's watch these four. I'm going to have to put, uh, you know what? I'm going to put this third mic next to the computer so you can hear it, because it doesn't go through the system. Oh, got it. But, all right. Here's commercial number one. It's for the Gap. It's, had, it's called Two White Shirts, and it stars Dennis Hopper. Dennis Opera has sunglasses on. His arms are crossed. He's accepting a glass of lemonade. So I was shoved in his face. Laying by the pool. There's a chest, chest board. Sprinklers in the background. There's a woman there, too.
2: She just put her sunglasses on. She just put her sunglasses on. on. Gap. <laughs> they were both wearing white shirts.
0: So that was literally just a single shot. Oh, whoops. I mean, that was just one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the Coen Brothers even did there? Did they just decide, okay?
2: Well, the way that she was like shoving the lemonade into his face was a little bit like charactery.
0: I guess that's true. Yeah. But literally, yeah, literally, it was just a slow pull-out shot. Maybe they were like, "Hey, Dennis, you sit by the pool. You sit like that. You put your shades on like that."
2: I think the shot was composed in a very Coen Brothers way.
0: It was a, it was a nice shot. It was definitely music, a nicely composed shot.
2: The music was Coen-y. <laughs> Made it very, like, I don't know, it's the right word for that? There was a lot of flavor to it.
0: It felt, I mean, if, if you had seen that on TV and it was just a Gap commercial, would you have thought that's absolutely a Coen Brothers piece? I
2: don't know <laughs> if I would absolutely think that, but I could see how it is. That's fair. I, I felt their mark on it a little bit.
0: Mostly just, like, I, how much did you get paid to do this as opposed to just a normal, like, commercial director? Yeah. What what? Fred is the gap getting in? But it, this? it
2: did have the feeling of, like, a clip <laughs> from a movie.
0: It de- no, it totally did. So and also because it was, like, a black-and-white thing. and. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's this? This is for H&R Block. It's called Desk. Yes. Okay, I won't play it two seconds then. In. Oh. The
1: individual's taxable
0: year plus the tax Somewhere in Washington. <laughs>
2: Burn after <laughs> A guy's putting eye drops in his eyes.
0: Yep. Woman's pushing around glasses of ice water. Recurring theme. We know exactly what he's talking about. And with 441 tax law changes, you'll need all the help you can get.
2: Page two.
0: Acceleration. Okay. So that one felt very Cohen Brothers to me yeah. actually. Uh, very, very Hudsucker Proxy. This big room full of desks and like everybody's like working. It's mm-hmm. very like, very composed and very exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And it's like making these tax rules seem boring in a very kind of exaggerated way.
2: Yep.
0: Um,
2: close-up shot on the feet. Close-up shot, yeah, rocking.
0: totally close-up shot on the feet. And I guess it's effective for H&R Block because they're like, yo, taxes are boring come We're to us we, we know it h and r block is cool it's fun all the kids are going to H R block <laughs> every friday night and partying it up
2: yep
0: <laughs> i don't know if they quite succeeded in that but uh but it felt it felt coheny in, in, in a nice way I agree this is f- from a company called what is this company jackie
2: parisian
0: parisian do you know what that is nope let's find out a the the movie theater smoking well
2: it's not a movie theater there's a guy on stage who's singing People. People by
0: Joel and Ethan Cohen.
2: Well, so it was okay. just a guy in the audience watching the guy on stage singing. Okay, first but the, the but, guy who wasn't smoke who was smoking in the audience wasn't paying attention.
0: Right, and then he started like tearing up. He was like oh, again.
2: But, yeah, but he was like looking at him really intently.
0: But what they were showing on stage looked like an old movie. It didn't look like it didn't look like the film. Like okay, let's watch it again because it looks like the <inaudible> video styles are different. Like doesn't that look like a movie theater?
2: Yeah, but it could just be a. A theater, not a movie theater. I think that guy's on stage.
0: You think? Because that looks like an old movie to me.
2: No, I think it's shot in the same tones. No, I think the guy's on stage performing for him. Okay.
0: The guy's doing like fancy fedora tricks as he's dancing.
2: But if he's okay. saying again, because I think he's like this, right. the director I, or something, telling him you're so right. Do it again. It's like yeah. yeah.
0: Um, well, it was it. Uh, I did like the dance. Mm-hmm. I did like the, the contrast between the guy crying and the dancing.
2: I love that. It actually, says by Johnathan Cohn at the end of it. I'm
0: it's really curious what that's take. an ad for. Look it up. Parisian, Parisian? people. Um, oh, cigarette, it's a cigarette company. company. Well, that's probably that's probably why you can't tell what it is because they you could very I mean you can't tell that somebody's smoking, but it's very subtle that it's actually a tobacco ad.
1: Hmm.
0: It's one of the most popular cigarette brands in Switzerland. Interesting. Very rare outside Switzerland. Okay. In the late '90s, a number of internationally renowned film directors, including Jean Luc Godard, David Lynch, hmm. Emile Kusturica, and the Coen Brothers, created advertisements for this brand. Interesting. Um. I guess, again, the Parisienne cigarettes trying to get some cred. And here we have last one. This is for the same Alliance for Climate guys that did the air freshener ad we talked about in the Poems, Plays, and Shorts episode.
2: Harsh on kids and the environment. Clean coal. The choice of the coal industry.
0: In reality, there's no such thing as clean coal.
2: <laughs> it was just it was laundry detergent that was yes. liquid coal, so yes. everybody's clothes come out with black splotches on them and, yeah.
0: and the family looks really unhappy. <laughs> and they're like, shit, we picked the wrong laundry detergent. This is not helping at all. That was cute. <laughs> Um. Yeah, but once again, uh, you know, a uh, little bit of that Coen-esque irony between, you know, the smiling, happy salesman and uh the yeah. family that's really unhappy. Yeah. You And to make a point, because I bet they care about the environment. You think yeah. they care about the environment? I would assume. Or you think, or you think you're like, you know what, he, Maybe I, we don't, we're nihilists, we don't care about anything, humanity is doomed, fuck the environment.
2: They could be nihilists, <laughs> or they could have stakes in all the oil companies, too. You never know. You're right. They do love taxes, but I do, too.
0: They... Yeah, exactly. They they want Texas to stick around. They better pray the oil companies, you know, uh, keep uh keep I'm pumping it sure out. They're savvy to that. Exactly. <laughs> it's all it's all a mind game with uh-huh.
2: these guys. <laughs> it's all a big joke.
0: So okay, so now 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 we're officially completists, right?
2: Yeah, but also, do you want to give people the link of where they could find those if for some reason they wanted to look at them?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I just closed it, so you probably should have said that thirty seconds ago. Or maybe but you sure. could just
2: go to your history and find it. <sighs> Shut up Come Wow on. Never mind guys This is definitely The last one.:, <laughs> Okay sorry Yeah I think, I think, I think, we're, I think
0: we're done um,
2: <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna go now Okay bye
0: <laughs> It's such a log URL too God, Jackie you're just A pain to the ass Today You know that
2: No I don't accept that But okay
0: Accept the mystery Nope www.companyfilms.net Slash directors Slash cohen brothers Slash commercials Easy Sure If you want me to say that again I'm not going to Just go back and rewind
2: Wow, good host. I, Making it really easy for the listeners.
0: Why am I? Why am I so aggressive now? I don't get it. I know why. Why?
2: Because I read a letter to you beforehand. That was <laughs> really interesting.
0: That's probably it. That's it. <laughs> uh, moving first on. First of all, these commercials are very satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, wait. Before we do our, our big list, we got to save that we got to save that for the very end. We got some other stuff to talk about first. Yeah. Like, what do you think? is the best sound drop we recorded for this show
2: the best sound drop
0: let's go through them first of all jfio presents this is a classic
1: what are yeah. you kidding we got some family here this ain't no okay.
0: i still uh i mean i love it yeah i really uh, i uh i had fun putting this together i went through like yeah, every movie and job. started like looking for clips
2: it's very powerful. It always sets the tone I every time. T- I mean, a
0: lot of that is just thanks to Carter Burwell and that score. It's, yeah. hard to, it's I'm hard not hard saying thanks
2: to you. I'm saying thanks to Carter Burwell, yeah, obviously. Yeah.
0: It's hard not to feel like something epic is about to happen when you're listening to that. Yep. And then?
2: Accept the mystery. A Coen Brothers podcast.
0: Perfect line reading, Jackie. Obviously the best part of the whole sets intro. The t- sets the tone. So mysterious. Mm-hmm. Like the first time you hear that, you're like
2: who is what? that
0: who is that who is that woman who's that voice
2: will we ever hear her again yes, and it you turns will, out yes people. you hear her
0: right away immediately <laughs> um what about this yeah Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, oh no. no would you like that one <laughs> um i like this is one. a good clip kenny rogers man this was th- this is just a great song that was good it was just like a great Coen Brothers discovery, because it's like, it was like, I think considered kind of just a campy, goofy song before Big Lebowski came out, Uh-huh. and then, like, that gave it, like, some cred, because, yeah. like, it's in a cool movie, and cool people like it, and so that's just a great song all around. Agree. Um.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Still love this, yodeling.
2: See, the reason I don't like that one is that it's a little bit, like, PTSD for me, because that means a quiz is coming. And you, quizzes are very stressful. Why are they so stressful? Because <laughs> I want to win. And when I lose, it sucks.
0: One thing I meant to do but never had time to do was to go through all the quiz results and see whether overall you won or lost more quizzes. What do you mean you didn't have time? I would have had to like, go back through like every episode and figure out who won and who yeah, lost Yeah, you should have episode. been
2: doing it, just keeping track along. Plus, yeah. there's two times where you took a quiz. Yes. Once by yourself and once against somebody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think you made three quizzes overall.
2: I think I made two.
0: You know, you wait. You'd, I think you did one For the Big Lebowski episode And then you did The last one you did For Kamiko, the Treasure Hunter
2: You're right And then I did one For uh, Gambit
0: Yes That was it
2: You're right I did do three yeah. I stand corrected
0: Well I did a shitload And it's just... Oh you
2: want a Trophy or something Yes Congratulations
0: I did, I did, Officially I did more quizzes Than anybody <laughs> else on Except the mystery
2: <laughs> You're number one
0: um, But I don't think Any of those drops You just played Are going to win I think it's got to be Between these
2: I hate people. She would never do that. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Case dismissed. That
0: might be that might be a winner. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. it's good uh, too.
2: Classic. Ugh, I hate movies. <laughs> that's good too. That's so unrealistic. Also
0: good. Ugh. It's just a great all purpose one.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I just I, at one point mm. I just got lazy and I'm like I want I'm focusing I'm so focused on the discussion I'm not getting into like the soundboard stuff. But, yeah. but these are so fun to sprinkle in.
2: They're good. Spoiler alert. Ooh yeah. That's
0: like it's like your catchphrase, practically. yeah.
2: That's my life catchphrase. <laughs> that's your life catchphrase. Swipe left. That one ooh, lost the steam. swipe right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I like the ooh there though. <laughs>
2: that's true.
0: I don't know. Jackie, what do you think is the best one?
2: I do like she would never do that. She would never do that.
0: Because that is something you've said about a lot of these movies.
2: And I feel like that's my actual complaint a lot of the time.
0: Would you say that's your biggest issue with the Coen Brothers filmography as a whole? Is that their female characters are maybe thin or they don't have enough or they're underserved?
2: I'm not sure if I would call it like thin or underserved. Or like, because I... I don't think it's something that's that intentional. Maybe just this? So unrealistic. (laughs) Yeah, it is unrealistic. It's more realistic, but it's like they sort of, maybe they just don't quite get women's motivations as much as they can for men's, which I don't blame them for because they're two dudes. So like, I guess it is maybe sometimes underdeveloped, but it's nothing that's like, misogynistic if that makes sense you know like i wouldn't be like oh the coen brothers hate women like it's not like that it's just i kind of think it's not their strong they
0: are like it's something that i know men not women it's something that i don't even think i realized as much until i started watching these movies with you is that these are dude movies they're like movies basically like starring guys and about guy stuff and a lot about like macho shit and masculinity yeah that's all run through it
2: true grit was not mostly about a man
0: True Girl is, True Girl is, like, the one exception. Yeah. But it's also, it's also a bit of a sign of changing times, too, because I think, I'm sure you've recognized that, like, especially in the last couple of years, there's just way more discussion about, like, what it, what makes a strong female character, and right. what should female characters' roles in movies be, yeah. and why doesn't Black Widow get her own spin off movie already, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. right. And I think, uh, and I think, in like the eighties and nineties, that wasn't as much of a concern to people. People yeah. were just like, uh, oh, movies just have guys starring them more yeah, often. Yeah,
2: Movies are about dudes.
0: Movies are about guys, obviously. Mm-hmm. Duh. Guy, guys are more into movies than guys girls are. Made so. Them, so it's yeah. about
2: guys. Yeah.
0: So obviously they'd be about guys, sure. Yeah. But but uh, you know, times change. And in retrospect, it does. Along with you know, again, most movies of this time period, I think, yeah, seem like a little a little testosterone heavy. Yeah. But. But yeah, again, again, I'm going to pass that off as mostly just kind of a sign of the times.
2: I think so too. That, that's why I don't think it's anything that's like, mm.
0: yeah, no, any intentional, and I, 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 and I, I, I never, I never feel like the female characters they do have are ever like caricatures or like, uh, you know, just like the the heartless bitch or like the total slut or you. Know. Right.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, sometimes they just don't have a lot to do, but I think that's the worst thing you could say about them.
2: Yeah, or, like, they do stuff that I, like, Miller's Crossing, I don't think adds up, but.
0: Miller's, Cro- yeah, Marcia Gay Harden's character in Miller's Crossing was not my favorite. Yeah. She was a little bit, like, too much of a self-conscious femme fatale without great motivations. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, so is that your favorite? She would
2: never do that. I like that one a lot, although, like, I'll allow it is something that I say all the time. In my-
0: it's classic. That is classic.
2: It is a classic. Ooh, it's hard to say. I can't. I can't rake myself, Josh. I mean, I'll let you choose.
0: Okay. Um, Ugh, I hate movies. No, nah, I don't think it's sad either.
2: Case dismissed. I really like. It. I really. I love your. Just
0: like you're so gleefully saying that. That might be my favorite. Is case dismissed?
2: Wow. All right. Case dismissed. It's decided. <laughs> well then, case dismissed. Yeah,
0: clearly. Um. Oh, what else is on my list? Okay, best guest. Oh, Who do you think is the best oh, guest we oh, had? Oh,
2: oh, I didn't think about our best guest. Hold on, we you had know, some great guests though. I'll tell
0: you. I don't. I don't think I've even decided on one yet. I'll, I'll tell you because I just went through when I went through the list and picked out a couple of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Joe Harsler was an early favorite. Oh, we got yeah. to get Joe Harsler on the show. I think he was one of the first like kind of big guests we got on the show. Love Joe Hartzler. Um and he came in like with his theories he did about. Have Bar- notes. He had notes and theories about Barton Fink, which was great. I love it when guests come in with notes.
2: Yeah,
0: that was good. Um, and Be- we got Betsy Stover for Fargo. She was great. She was really, really good. good. Yeah, she. Yeah. W- that was a really strong episode overall, and she yeah. she had like a lot of good stuff to say, and she was like telling stories about Minnesota.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, the ep. The Naked Man Gambit episode with your cousin Lara, Lara! Is, still a, is still a favorite of mine.
2: Yeah, my favorite part is we sometimes can't tell who's talking because we have the same voice. <laughs> you do have really similar voices. <laughs>
0: That's so an it's,
2: awesome episode. It's
0: almost like it's just me dealing with two jacks. Yeah,
2: like, no! <laughs> <God>. My nightmare!
0: <laughs> um, my dad was on an episode. He was great. Ray Richmond, always fun. Always it's a good time. I liked G.J. I like G.J. too. He's on my list, too. Yeah. Um, because he was just very contrarian. Yeah, I like And willing to like kind of. Talk. I like it when a guest can provide a different point of view, and I think I, I think a few guests were like, "Oh shit, I can't say anything bad about this movie." These guys, like, like GJ didn't give a fuck. He was like, "Fargo, the movie sucked." Which yeah. is ridiculous. Right. But, but still, at least he's bringing a point of view when we can argue about it. Yeah. So yeah, he was a favorite guest for me too.
2: You know, I'm gonna say Ben Simon was great too because the movie that we gave him was so bad. Yeah. And ben, he did a really good job considering that. Ben
0: Simon was coming in with a handicap. Because yeah, he, he had... He great. We, we didn't even know. before we, yeah. uh, we did not watch Romance and Cigarettes before we booked Ben for that episode. Yeah. And we didn't know what we were throwing him into. Yeah,
2: he was great though. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Um... I liked what Emily Towers brought to the Lady Killers 1955 yep. episode. Agree, which was just a, a lot of fun overall. Yeah, uh, who was my favorite?
2: I loved Margaret. Obviously, I'm biased because I love Margaret.
0: Oh yeah, Ron. Margaret. Yeah, Margaret and Ron were both great. Yeah, both really good sports with that one. Ron had some great stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole part wolf crew got a turn. Yeah. Especially like uh, Dan Wolfberg got to tell us some stories about meeting <laughs> yeah, like, the Coen excuse brothers. Excuse me,
2: what? I wouldn't even know this about. Right? You. Did not
0: tell us that beforehand, just saved that for the podcast. That was brilliant.
2: But yeah, it's hard because so many of these people are our friends too, and I love all of them, and I had fun right. with all of them. So if you're my friend and you're listening, I loved you on, just to be clear. Totally. Oof, yeah, the other ones.
0: I think my favorite might have been Betsy.
2: Betsy was amazing. Because
0: because it was such a perfect match like to the movie we were watching because of like her backstory and yeah. she is and she does have that like really nice minnesota thing actually going on in real she, life yeah
2: she made it fargo like she, she brought made, fargo she brought, in here yeah she
0: brought like fargo to the episode
2: yeah that was great you're right she did that So was great so
0: i think that might be my number one
2: yeah that's a good call i i can't disagree it's a little bit hard for me to pick but i'm going to say if we have to pick one i'll go with that too
0: Cool. We're on the same page for that one, at least. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see once the But the ones other
2: ones the were part. all so good. I loved I you know, I it. I know. I know.
0: Everybody was great. But
2: yeah, it, just, it was such a perfect fit.
0: Okay. Slightly different than Best Guest, though. What do you think the best episode we recorded was?
2: Ooh. Ooh. Josh, that's hard to say. I
0: know. It's like we have to go in through and judge our own work.
2: I mean, I listen to all the episodes after they come out. Some I think I've re-listened
0: to. I was I mean I edited all these episodes yeah, so I've kind of like better but I also I also feel like I have less of a sense of what like the final ones sound like because I'm more used to like what they sound like as an unbroken stretch that have to cut down
2: yeah I'm speaking trying to think speaking
0: I... of unbroken I think was an underrated episode yeah yeah, yeah. because we
2: don't all love the movie as we much. didn't all love
0: the movie but we had a uh, I think we had fun talking about it
2: that was a fun one to talk about I'm trying to think. Just
0: because we got to, like, get into survival scenarios. Like, what would you do if you were on a raft and shark-infested water? Uh,
2: Fucking survived. <laughs> well, that would...
0: That's what you would. I would just, like, freak out and cry. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know myself. I would
2: be comforting you. <laughs> um... I would
0: hope we would end up on the same life raft if that if that actually happened. I think you would do a good job of, like, keeping me sane.
2: Yeah, it's true. I'm good at that. I'm good in a crisis. I guess the... Okay, this is one that I guess we had kind of agreed before was a good one. At least for my performance was uh, was the episodes of Fargo TV with uh, with Dan Wolfberg on them. Yeah. Which ones were they? Four to seven? Is that right? No,
0: no. Dan was on. I think was one to three. oh one to three. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That one was. I think I, I think I got like three hours of sleep, so I was like kind of a <laughs> psycho, but it was good. I think. That was our
0: first chance we got to talk about Fargo, and I think because we did four episodes on Fargo, the TV show, I think by the fourth one we were a little like okay. I, at this point, I, I don't know how many more ways to say how great Billy Bob Thornton is.
2: Yeah, because I love him so much. Yeah, that was good. But although underrated episode, I think I think Bad Santa was a pretty good episode. But that was God, that was in October. I can't believe that was so long ago.
0: All the, I mean, all, like I said, we started this almost a year ago. All these are a long so ago. So
2: crazy. Yeah.
0: Um. Oh, wow,
2: Big Lebowski was in September. Like, right, what?
0: we did re- get really philosophical in the Big Lebowski episode. We did, like that for went well. I think out of all the comedies, that's the one where we really got super deep. Yeah. Um, remember the Raising, Raising Arizona was the second episode we ever did with Allie. Yeah,
2: that was fun. And that
0: was just I think we were just starting to find our groove for this show. Yeah. So I got really fun memories of that.
2: Totally. She was great too.
0: We can't not talk about the Hudsucker Proxy episode.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if that was actually Back our best up, episode.
2: That one was amazing. But
0: that that was amazing for a number Recorded of reasons. Recorded
2: at one o'clock in the morning. Yes, Jeremy, Jeremy was, was a nightmare. insane.
0: What happened? To, I've never seen Jeremy like that before. Or since what happened? Yeah,
2: remember we had like a really long week. <laughs> yeah, and I think the drinks really affected him that yeah. week, and uh, there are some long pauses where he was indisposed which was yes. awesome that one was great though i love the ending of Hudsucker proxy where you hear us like panting trying to get to the mics and like do the mic check
0: yes <laughs> oh yeah
2: does it sound good and getting really excited about it let's do it yeah that was, that was funny. special that was special definitely that was special for sure
0: um, very special to me was the old oh, "Brother Where Art Thou" episode where we got to, which we got to do at Mac house Oh yeah, house. that was cool. Um, I'm trying
2: to get to watch "Oh Brother Where Art Thou." It was a total oh, nightmare. Oh
0: god, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes,
2: <gasps> that was so hard. Um,
0: yeah, no, just this for the story behind that and having to like sit downloading the movie outside of a Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> um, so terrible. And the script we wrote.
2: That script was good. Do we? St- wait. I'm gonna find it. I'll yeah, get it.
0: Find the script. It's I'm, so easy. Yeah. To find, but go find it. Yeah. Go find the script.
2: Yeah. Um, that was a really like. It was a night of inspiration. For sure. That was great.
0: Um. While you're looking for that, I'll give you. I'll ask you two pieces of trivia. Yeah. What? What movie? Uh. Sorry. Which episode was the longest episode we did?
2: Probably Christian Hand. No, it's not. Is that a trick question?
0: It's a t- okay. It's a tie between Christian Hand and one other person. Because, yeah, Christian Hand was... Uh, both Maybe of bo- True Grit? Both of them came in at an hour and 59 minutes.
2: Was it True Grit?
0: It was not True Grit. Which one? Uh, Mandy Wasn't There with Josh Covet. Really? Yes. That, didn't, spent- that
2: one didn't feel that long.
0: That one was really long. Dang. We like we got super super deep on man how who wasn't awkward. there. How awkward! I didn't realize. Um, that. And then and then the quiz. You guys got really competitive during the quiz.
2: Oh yeah, what a memory! <laughs> <laughs> he was like the only person who understood how. Yeah,
0: important... he was going. F- he was going for it.
2: He was. As was Joe, though.
0: <laughs> Joe but, really went for it too.
2: Which is why that that was fun. But somehow, yeah, Josh was a little bit more. It was more outwardly. I think like what you couldn't see was Joe steaming quietly, yes. which didn't translate as much. But yes. yeah, there, there was a lot of competitiveness there. Okay, I, I found it. Jackie's found it. first sketch okay. written outside of Starbucks <laughs> as the movie was downloading. Exterior, Brentwood Street corner outside of Starbucks, 10.38 p.m. Jackie is giving Josh a lot of attitude. Attitude he doesn't deserve, especially because finally, finally, things are looking up. They found internet. Josh is teaching Jackie how to write how to write a screenplay josh see just hit enter and it lets you start writing dialogue jackie wait i think i just did it josh is stunned josh that's amazing good for you jackie is beaming she's speechless the end the reason it was so great is because we wrote our own dialogue and it's perfection
0: (laughs) that's there's no way to improve on that
2: yeah no this will go down in memories forever.
0: Jackie, your first script, but not your last.
2: Thank you. Yeah, when I'm on that uh, Before You Were Funny podcast, for I'll sure. get to read this sketch. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Um, okay. Wait, I already said Fargo is an episode I really loved. Um, the one where um, I got to interview the Coen brothers. That was only a mini episode. Jackie, you weren't there for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> interesting. That's that was an interesting one.
2: Left me out.
0: Sorry. You, weren't th- you couldn't be there. I know. But um, I think this is not going to be everybody's favorite episode, but the Cannoli of Promise Hill episode. That was fun. Um, where we, uh, yeah, where we played, which was, I had, I spent so much time like explaining what we were doing and setting up the game, which was ridiculous. Yeah. But I think once we got through all that, like this insane story we did. I'm yeah, so, i worked so, out. I'm so happy with how that came together and how that came together on tape.
2: Yeah, that was fun. It so was that, a good collaborative project.
0: So that is a favorite. Yeah. Um, talking about the naked man was a favorite. <laughs> for sure.
2: Agree. I uh, do have a lot I mean, Lara's my soulmate, so that yeah. was a lot of fun.
0: I don't know. I think it's one of, I think uh I think that would be my top three. Fargo, can only promise so and uh, naked wow. a naked man slash gambit. Wow,
2: I'm gonna say hmm. Picking is hard for me, picking is hard. It's, hard. it's
0: really hard. It's so hard to go and like pick from your babies, you know? Because these are all my babies. I've had 32 babies.
2: <laughs> um, gee whiz, golly, shucks. Golly gosh. You know, I had a lot of fun with Franco. When we did the poems Plays that in was, shorts you know what, Unexpectedly so Because the content of it I was like Eh this is going to kind of suck
0: but, You know what That was really great Yeah we got
2: philosophical I liked that We got
0: philosophical We got to We got to read some speeches And some poems uh, You got to play God
2: Oh yeah My favorite The God, God to who judges
0: um, I
2: think I liked Franco And Lara. I'm we big.
0: had that poetry Reading session uh, that yeah. Was, yeah That was actually a lot of fun For a lot of reasons
2: mm, I don't know if I can I'm going to pick top five
0: all right, pick top five.
2: Um, I like poems and plays. All right. with Franco.
0: I think that's totally legit. I like
2: the one with GJ.
0: That was, you know, what that was great too.
2: Because also, I've like known GJ for a long time, in and out of my life. So it's kind of right. like that one works for me. That was like fun for me to like relive my teenage self, and then I feel like I liked a serious man a lot, but I can't remember the episode that well. Like what we actually kind of did.
0: I feel like. Bart, so both Barton Fink and A Serious Man are both movies that like I've thought so much about and have so much to say about. I feel yeah. like I, I feel like I maybe talked too much during those. Got like it. I had so much shit I wanted to get out that I don't love the episodes as much because I'm true. like I I just like kept coming up saying like my own crazy theories.
2: I kind of felt like No Country for All Men was a good episode, but I don't remember.
0: That was also very close to one of the longest ones we did. Yeah, hour fifty. Eric yeah. Eric was a talker. Sure, Christian Dan was, was a talker too. Uh,
2: no country, I like no country. I did like the one with Joe Big Lebowski. I mean, uh, no, uh, Fink? I Fink, yeah, yeah.
0: Ooh, yeah, just for having I Joe Harsler pick. on and Joe Harsler and Joe had some great stories, so that was fun.
2: Like, Joe told me about improv,
0: yeah, but that doesn't um, mean you have to pick his episode,
2: no, but I'm just particular to Joe because <laughs> of that reason. Um well, whatever, whatever I just said. I mean, and I, I did love the Naked Man and Gambit as well, because hello, Laura. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard. To, it's really something like that. Can I do that as my favorite? Something like that. Yes, totally. Thank I you. think you've
0: I think you've said your favorites Thank appropriately you. enough. Uh, so now we judged ourselves. Now it's time to judge the Cohen brothers, Let's do and this also a couple of, and also a couple other movies that are not actually technically Cohen brothers.
2: Yeah, but we've related to their. <sighs>
0: So this is it. This is the big finale. This all ties back to, do you remember how I started the very first episode, Jackie? When I said that the whole inspiration for why I wanted to do this podcast came out of like talking to film nerd friends in college mm. and how we all had our own different list of like favorite Cohen Brothers movies and we yeah. would, like compare them and argue about them. So I feel like this whole podcast has kind of been building up to this moment. This is it. Where We both have our own list. It's definitive, dun, dun, and we can finally dun. tell each other how, how stupid we are for our picks <laughs> and, and what is wrong with you. I'm not you.
2: stupid, but cool.
0: Sure, um, we're both stupid.
2: Nope, just you.
0: Oh, I, I also forgot, so those were the longest episodes. Do you know what the shortest episode was?
2: What was the shortest episode?
0: Um, it was the very first one we did, Blood Simple. Really? Yeah, I think because we were just getting used to the format a little bit.
2: Oh, that's cute.
0: That and the, that very narrowly beat out uh, True Grit 1969.
2: Oh. Well, like, <laughs> which, uh, nothing to yeah. say about this. <laughs> which we, just, like,
0: we were really struggling to find anything to say about That's that so one. That's so funny. As much as I loved uh, Nadia Camille who came on that She episode, was great. Who I think was great. She was just, really great. Yeah. And we
2: didn't even know her.
0: Yeah, she, was, was, she was really great. But uh, yeah, we just had trouble talking about that one. Yeah. Um, so the way this list works, we've disqualified short films and commercials and poems and plays. Um, and but I do want to count Fargo season one, yeah. Because I feel like that is kind of like one big long story, yeah. Um, so I'm counting that as a single entry, yep. And that, and ever, otherwise, every other movie we talked about, including like movies from 1955, Kabiko the Treasure Hunter, everything, mm-hmm. all up for grabs, mm-hmm. and in total, it's going to be a list of 27 different things. Mm-hmm. And and I realized when I was making this list that it kind of fell into like five tiers of movies if that makes sense like at the oh. very top are like the masterpieces Okay. and then at the very bottom are like the movies that I just have zero desire to watch ever again <laughs> and I feel like between those tiers there's like big jumps in quality so, yeah
2: because when I was making my list I also just started like I was just going from top to bottom like yeah. in order chronologically and then on a piece of paper I just like put spaces around like where I thought things would go totally so I've tried to make it like even I was like oh this one's probably just about my middle but then everything actually ended up bunching a lot towards the top or bunching a lot towards the bottom and I have a lot of white space around the middle area yeah
0: exactly like so so there are some movies that are very very close together in quality for me and others where there's like big jumps between like number 16 and number 15 right so I'll let you know about that anyway we're gonna go from the bottom up and we're gonna alternate Oh, bottom okay bottom up and we're gonna alternate are you ready yep all right My number 27 movie was...
2: (laughs) Dun-dun-dun! God,
0: it was romance and cigarettes. Mine too. It had to be. Of course. Jesus Christ, that fucking movie.
2: I don't even think I fully, truly watched it. I was painting my nails in the meantime. I
0: had... Unwatchable. I had so much trouble getting myself to continue watching that movie. Yeah, it was
2: terrible. It was... I I was listening.
0: I mean, it was terrible in a very unique way. I've never seen another movie (sighs) like that, but still.
2: Yeah, A-plus for uniqueness.
0: Yes, but... Oh, God dude James Gandolfini and Susan Saran it's and why, right. why you, it's, it's not right it feels wrong to see them doing these, yeah, doing that. that it was really fucked up and, the, and just and like talking like how sexually explicit it was, and it, was kind of, so it was like weird. gross
2: you know what was funny the one funny thing about that movie is not really related to the movie but I did go on a date like a few months ago with some guy who I when I told him about the podcast he was like super into it and he was like trying to give me ideas for you know movies I could watch he was like oh right. what about this one he thought he was like gonna be so great cause he's gonna recommend romance and cigarettes I was like yeah we watched it and it's horrific. So I mean, props it's to like, that guy for like no, knowing. No
0: second date for that guy. No, 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 no. no.
2: He knew it was terrible too. There okay, wasn't a second okay. date because okay. whatever. But, um, but it was just funny that like he thought he was gonna like win a lot of points by giving me like a new idea, and it's like nah, bro, we did that one, nope. and we fucking
0: ate yeah. it. Yeah, no, like but, yeah. But Nobody. props
2: to him for knowing about it.
0: Yeah, no, but yeah, nobody's going to tell you about some sort of secret Cohen-related movie that you don't know about. Yeah, you know, you know no. all of them. You uh-uh. know, you got you got this unlocked. That's right. Um. I don't know. Jackie, why don't you tell me you're 26? Crime Wave. Really? Yeah. It was not my 26. My 26 was actually True Grit 1969.
2: Oh, my. Okay, fair. Which, I was about to start getting bad, and then I realized it's like, no, Lady Killers is the one that was original that was good.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, Like, cr- oh, I, so, cr- uh, I mean, I'll just say, my yeah, 25 was Crime Wave for me. So, okay. Crime Wave is right real close to the bottom. Yeah. I put it... I put it slightly above both of those because it was like there's a couple of funny slapsticky moments in Crime Wave, you know. I guess it's like it's obviously not a good movie at all, and that I would never want to rewatch.
2: Yeah, honestly, I don't remember it that well, but I just remember not liking it. So I was like, Egh. like I there were like just a, the feeling I walked away with.
0: There were like a couple of jokes that were so bad it was good. You know, like the, hmm. the like the rat catcher with like the human sized rat killing machine and like the series of doors um, that like fall fall on top of each other.
2: That's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would just never want to watch it again. The, and I don't know if I could. Exactly. Know. All these movies. All
0: these movies are in my no desire to watch again group. That's uh-huh. what I call this group. Uh-huh. Uh, I really, I really do not care if I ever see any of these movies ever again. Uh huh. But True Grit was just boring.
2: Yeah, my True Grit is close to the bottom. Spoiler. It's
0: um like I was I was shocked by how much I didn't like it because uh-huh. it was like it's like an Oscar winning movie. It's so weird, but I don't. I really did not get it at all. I don't understand how people like enjoyed Western. I guess I kind of get it. It was like there just weren't better action movies back then. Yeah. <laughs> this is how where you have to get your action from. Yeah. Um. Okay, so my twenty-five was Crime Wave. What was your twenty-five?
2: Lady Killers, their version.
0: Fair. Uh, Lady just Killers. Horrific. Yeah. No, Lady Killers, their version was my twenty-four. Nice. So we're we're real close I'm here. Sorry, I keep
1: poking you. <laughs> You're like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
0: Um. Yeah, Lady Killers wasn't great.
2: So okay, that was your twenty-four.
0: Which which officially makes it my uh, my least favorite official Coen Brothers movie.
2: Right. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same for you.
2: Okay, then I have Dark Man.
0: At twenty-three. Yeah. Sorry, at, or at twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's just above Lady Killers for me too. We're, our lists are real close so far. Okay. Um. So then,
2: okay, then I'll tell you my next one.
0: Wait. Wait. Twenty-three. Okay, lady. I I, I want to say just a couple words on each of these as we're, like, oh, officially yeah. putting them to bed. Yeah. The Lady Killers had Tom Hanks acting crazy,
2: Ugh.
0: but mostly it was just, it's a very unpleasant movie. Very unpleasant. I think that's the... It's grating. Yeah, that, unpleasant and grating are two excellent, I think, descriptive yeah. adjectives for these. Agreed. Um, they just, they were trying to be wacky and were just not hitting the mark. Yep. Dark Man had, like, there were moments of, like, soulfulness. Like, I think, like... Liam Neeson had moments where he was, like, really finding some depth in this character, surprisingly.
2: Yeah, but it was just too cheesy.
0: Super cheesy. The wall-to-wall music, which we complained about.
2: Yeah, oh, Lord.
0: Um. Oh, wait, who was, who was the female love interest in that? Why am I blanking on her name? Because I thought she was good.
2: Oh, yeah, what is her name? I'm blanking on it as well.
0: Hold on, I gotta look that up. Dark man. Uh... Sorry, this is crucial. This, How dare you? I need to I don't know. I time for this. Uh, oh, Frances McDormand. That's right.
2: Duh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, but no, like, I thought she was surprisingly good at it.
2: She was, because like, she's great.
0: Because she's just, yeah, she's great in general. Um,
2: wow, we forgot it was Frances McDormand. I know. But then know. it was like the character she was playing was so not her in ways too. Right. Yeah, kind of a very doormaty character.
0: Yeah. But um but Frank, she was playing it well. <laughs> yes. She should change her name to that. I <laughs> <laughs> was really good. Thank you. Um Okay. So my twenty three was Dark Man. What was your twenty three?
2: Ooh, I don't I don't have hold on. Sorry. 27, 26, 25, 24... or oh, twenty three was Naked Man. Okay. Yeah
0: naked man
2: it was just and it's so funny because laura when i was telling laura i was gonna go on for this she's like you know my number one is naked man i'm like yes, yeah we of know course. uh <laughs> i just it was too much for me it was like the elvis and the the fucking like <laughs> scene at the end but with there's like at least the music so much, and there's the a, trees and the ugh.
0: but it was at least such a crazy movie like yeah. i still just remember like michael rapaport like his like speech about like bad joints that he gave to that whole wrestling crowd yeah like it's such an insane movie and i have to feel like i have to give it a little a couple of extra points for that it's still not obviously not great but no um so that was your 23 what was your 22
2: wait what was your 23
0: my 23 was dark man
2: oh oh, okay my 22 is burn after eating
0: fear That was my 21, actually. Damn! I know. We're like psychic. We're pretty close so far. I wonder how long we're going to stay this close. My uh, my 22 was Gambit. Uh,
2: Okay, my 21. Wait, that was 22, though, Burn After Reading. And your 22 was? It was Gambit. Okay, so my 21 is True Grit, original. Okay. And then my 20 is Gambit.
0: Got it. Well, my 21 was Burn After Reading, and my 20 was Naked Man.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, cool. Yeah.
0: Basically, uh, yeah. Here's g- where
2: we're about to start disagreeing, but yeah.
0: I know, it's going to happen soon. Um, Gambit is probably one of the least memorable movies we watched. Although, yeah, it's so do not don't g- think, Although I don't think it's bad. really out and out bad. Yeah, it's yeah. not
2: bad. It's just like, okay, if we wanted to watch a studio movie, sure.
0: Cameron Diaz had a surprisingly credible accent. Um, yeah, she did good. A, there was one funny sequence I remember, which was just... That, like Colin Firth trying to get around like the, the hotel sneaking fans. around. Oh, yeah, it's
2: a Yeah, I actually, I <laughs> that made me like Colin Firth more. And then I read Bridget Jones for the first time recently, and it's actually a very funny book. And mm-hmm. so then I watched Bridget Jones, and I was like, oh, okay, like this is funny. But I liked Colin Firth. More, Renee Zellweger kind of back when
0: like she was still like relatable and normal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was good in that. But he was good. Um, but otherwise, yeah, basically just kind of a trifle. Mm-hmm. Burn after reading is another fairly un- unpleasant one.
2: You know, there's a word beyond grading that would describe that. Because Lady Killers <laughs> was grading right. and
0: But yet you porn liked it after reading. But yet, yet, was yet like you liked it more. Assaulting. Yet you liked it more than Lady Killers.
2: Well, because I think the movie had better elements to it, like the way that he gets shot in the closet was like, oh, like right. it was terrible, but it was like well done. And then like, that
0: that moment is still amazing,
2: mm-hmm. or and like a couple
0: of John Malkovich's moments.
2: John Malkovich yeah. was so loony at sometimes, and I was like, I kind of get that. Like, so there's there's moments that kind of stuck out to me more, but it's still quite a bit at the bottom. It's 22.
0: I think too. I think it's fair to say basically the Coens are at their worst when they're trying to be funny and not succeeding. Yeah, uh, because there are definitely their worst movies are comedies, even though a lot of their best movies are comedies. Yeah, because wh- I think their style is just so like heightened and big that they swing hard, and when they miss, they miss hard.
2: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, then twenty two Gambit, twenty one Burn After Reading, and twenty Naked Man, which, like I said, I've got a is the kind of bad movie that I would almost bring myself to watch again because it was so wacky. But at <laughs> the end of the day, I don't. I don't actually want to. That is the end of my no desire to watch again category. Oh, this movie's... thats really
2: funny because yeah, mine mine ends at twenty. Yeah, that's so great.
0: Okay, so we're basically in agreement on the worst.
2: Yeah, Well, cool. I
0: think we we'll probably start disagreeing now.
2: We're just about to.
0: This next tier I call more interesting than great. Okay, which is like I might watch these movies again. These movies definitely have decent points. Um, you know what?
2: Well, yeah, well said.
0: Yeah, um, but they're all they're all flawed for. Various reasons. Um, number nineteen for me is Unbroken.
2: That's close to where Unbroken is for me, but number nineteen for me is Inside Lewin Davis.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh shit.
2: Yeah, I thought about it more after I watched it, and I was just like, I didn't like it. Why not? I don't know. I just because without it spoiling
0: again. it, I'm gonna say it's much higher for me.
2: I know it is because <laughs> I know you like it a lot, but I and
0: you also know it has like per- personal resonance to me that I totally explained.
2: Yeah, and I'm sorry that I just like it. It's just, I don't know. It, the tone of it, at least from what I remember, and I, that's probably one that I have to rewatch, though. So it probably would move up the list if I rewatched it and thought about right. it some more. But after one watch, it was just kind of like a little too dark, I guess, in a way. Like, it's
0: like, it's for sure like one of their saddest movies. Like, yeah. it's it's definitely, it's like deliberately kind of muted. And like, win- and, like, wintry and rainy, and it's a very different kind of tone for them.
2: Like, the actor, what's his name? Os- Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Oscar did a great job.
0: Oscar Isaac, I, like, I, he's, he's now, like, becoming a movie star. Like, he's showing up in more and more movies. Yep. And I think it's totally deserved. I think he's, like, a legitimately great actor.
2: Yeah, I think he did great. But there was something about his character that was a little much for me. Like, he was a little too... I guess like self-absorbed or something where like a little bit of like a lack of perspective in a way that at least from on a first watch I was like, dude, kind of have to get over yourself too. Like, I don't know. Like yeah,
0: cuz we totally talked about that too that like uh that a lot of critics thought that like he was a little bit too unlikable or too much of an asshole to want to watch a whole it movie. It's not
2: like he was an asshole. It was just kind of like his perspective on stuff. It's just like fucking relax. I guess. I don't know. Like yeah. I'm undecided. I just I don't love it right now. I yeah, like at the bottom
0: because I, I, to me, I'm like this guy. He's like he's got he's got too much perspective. He knows the situation he's in too well. He's like and he's soulful about it. He's like this is just my lot in life. And he is yeah. kind of he kind of a sad sack. But I totally like identified with that, and I felt like I could I've understood that kind of like that particular type of hopelessness and feeling right. like stuck in a rut and like you know feeling you like your best create and it's so much to say about like the creative process. Yeah. And really good at just painting a world and I don't know. It's it's I feel I think it's one of their most like emotionally rich movies to me. But we can talk yeah. about that. Yeah. It just
2: didn't yeah, it didn't resonate for me in that way. I was just kinda like, you know uh, what? This well, is like too blah.
0: Well, you're wrong, she Jack. Said. I mean you're just really wrong well, about wait that. Wait so we
2: get to no, so what was your nineteen?
0: My nineteen was Unbroken. Okay. And your nineteen was Lewin Davis. Yeah. Okay. Do we well, want to
2: talk about Unbroken?
0: Uh yeah, let's talk about Unbroken a little bit. It's
2: Mine's 16, so there's a- It's 16?
0: Okay, it's close. Yeah. It's, was- See, it, I
2: would watch again because I find the guy's story so freaking compelling. Right, it
0: is, it's a true story and it is like a crazy, amazing true story.
2: And because parts of it emotionally affected me.
0: And but Angelina Jolie did great. a solid job directing it.
2: Yeah, she does fine, but I would also say that you can't really tell, and I mean, of course, is not it the first thing she's directed?
0: No, no, she has directed other movies. Which one, it's, um, Oh God, I'm blinking. It was like another like it was like another like political issue type movie.
2: Right, I know what you're talking about. I think so, but I just, I guess I couldn't really discern a specific style from the directing. Like there was nothing remarkable about like oh, this is like directed in a specific way. No, it's it like it's like a movie. It
0: like it looks polished and realistic and actually probably pretty expensive to make, but not a whole lot of personality behind it. Yeah. Um, so that I didn't
2: love. So yeah, the character should have been more complex. For sure, because the character, as we know from AJ too, it's like there were more things about him and his story that were more. Yeah, like a...
0: so much they left out of the movie to kind of whitewash him a bit.
2: Yeah, a bit too whitewashed. But it was, it was still like to me like that human story it was like whoa.
0: And I guess, and I guess in a way, the fact that the character is such a blank um, actually makes it easier to. to it, while you're watching the movie, put yourself in his shoes. Be like, okay, what would it be like to be lost at sea? What would it be like to be yeah. stuck in this in, in this but like, war camp?
2: I think what you get out of that movie is like inspiration, rather than like questioning how hard it is to be. Like, it, yeah. there, there's no like human or moral conflict even though he's dealing with difficulty, right? Right. So there's a difficulty. At the end of the day, like, the only
0: question is just, can he keep going? And it turns out he can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
2: which which <laughs> is inspiring, but it's like a different type because like there's movies that make you think about like, whoa, life is so complicated. Like what's the right thing? What's the wrong? What's a compromise? What's okay to do? What's not okay to do? Like, you know, existential type of questions. Or there's this, which is just like, inner strength keep going which is just a different type of movie yeah
0: no it's, it's inspirational not intellectual
2: I guess exactly so it's inspirational
0: in kind of the simplest way yes it's like, it's like a poster of a cat hanging from a branch saying you can, get, you <laughs> can do it hang in there
2: <laughs> well it's not, like, more it's than like, that but yeah. yes maybe more like 47 days in shark infested waters no big deal but yeah
0: there you go but yeah uh, but something you could put on a poster if you wanted to yes still. Uh, anyway that was my number 19 my number 18 was intolerable cruelty mmm what was your number eighteen? Raising Arizona. <laughs> oh,
2: okay, <laughs> I'm now, flexible with this section, I, but that's, this was just by intuition. I just threw these all down.
0: That's just absolutely, and top uh, absolutely is Number
2: fifteen for me.
0: Okay, so you're still low on both of these, but still, that's unbelievable.
2: I have but, to rewatch. We'll get because you know, what, you know what the the motorcyclist and stuff. What's his face? What's his name in it?
0: Um. Oh, it's uh, it's like just like the nightmare guy. I don't even remember what his name is.
2: Doesn't he have like a character? Well, you know, I don't know. It's just maybe I should be a little bit nicer to it. But you know what? I like Nick Cage. Put
0: a pin in raising Arizona because we're definitely going to get to it later on okay. on my list. Um, fine,
2: I'll shut on it then. Um, <laughs> number yeah. seventeen. Wait, wait,
0: wait. Let's just talk intolerable cruelty. For oh, a fine. Um, it's one. Uh, it's better than Burn After Reading in the George Clooney uh, yes. trilogy that he did with the Coen brothers. I thought
2: it was entertaining.
0: It is. I think it is entertaining. I think it had a funny moments. I think there were moments where the script was surprisingly funny. Yeah. It didn't really feel like a Coen brothers movie to me. I agree. That's the biggest knock I had against
2: but it. But that's why it's in this category of like, meh.
0: Exactly. More interesting than great. Yeah. Um, okay. Sure. What was the one you had after, after Raising Arizona?
2: Number 17, I have Hudsucker Proxy.
0: Interesting. That was my sixteen. Wow. We're very close on that one.
2: We are close on that one. Which
0: I think is appropriate because I think it is. It's really considered like a kind of like a Coen Brothers like interesting but flawed failure. Yeah. Like it's like one that like had so many cool elements and stuff going on. Um, too much. But it was it was ultimately kind of too much and too much, and the end an ending that I think was not satisfying to everybody where he just kind of saved by an angel. Hmm. But it's also it's also the movie that more people than anybody else have asked like, "Hey, you do a Cohen Brothers podcast? Yeah. Can I do the Hudsucker Proxy?" Yeah, it's so weird. It's clearly like a cult favorite for a lot of people.
2: Probably, maybe needs a rewatch. I don't know.
0: It's but it's one that I've rewatched multiple times, thinking, "Okay, maybe I'll like it oh, more." this Then time. I'm not gonna rewatch it. I don't yeah, it's like a, uh, it's all it's it's always there's always there's a lot of really impressive things going on, and I think the stretch specifically the stretch that sam raimi directed around the middle of the movie where things really get wacky like yeah. the creation of the hula hoop and a lot of those montages and stuff that then i think the movie's really buzzing right too, too much of the other stuff doesn't work for me right but uh sorry jeremy yeah it's just a low rank for us yeah <laughs> but that was but okay that was your 17 17 my 17 was miller's crossing wow was that much higher for you
2: um 13 okay it's 13 yeah
0: some people really love that movie yeah some people that really requested. love miller's crossing that one
2: was requested quite a bit requested
0: quite a bit it's um it's one that as a coen brothers fan i feel bad for not liking because a lot of people will say it's absolutely one of their best
2: <sighs> i have to rewatch it due to sleepiness
0: you that's one of the ones you slept through
2: I not sleep through it but at my
0: uh, at my grandparents' house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
2: was a little sleepy. Sleep.
0: Yep. But we just ha- we just I went think, to the Apple Pan.
2: Yeah, but I think I see the value in Miller's Crossing. Like to me, that's something that I would want to rewatch because it's like, all right, I kind of slept through parts of it, and I probably maybe missed a couple things, but I thought it had a lot of. Good elements that also worked for me. I think Chichero was like really good in it. He
0: was great. Uh, his yeah. his big scenes were un- incredible. Yeah. So yeah. I
2: think there were, there were parts that really jump out for me. Even though I don't love whatever the female character's name was. Was it V? What was her name? It was Verna. Verna. Yeah. yeah. I did not love Verna. Verna is what inspired, as we discussed, me yes. to be like she would never do that. Um, but <laughs> uh, I, I will want to rewatch that.
0: I th- I think I think I said during the Miller's Crossing episode it's a movie I respect more than I like and I'm standing sure, by Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like this like it's really well structured and really well shot and there are some except for Marsha Gay Harden, there's some great performances in it. Yeah. There's also the 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 famous scene with uh our Finney to- and the guy's trying to Tommy gun him down and he's yeah. killed. Yeah, that's a great scene. That's pretty baller, yeah. There are some great scenes in it. Yeah. Um but it's a movie that if- I
2: think some parts, there's something missing. It's like disjointed a little bit. It's
0: a little disjointed and it's, it's a little sleepy. It's a little yeah. slow. And it's a movie yeah. that I have trouble staying entertained all the way through. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, in this category too. And then right above that, I have Hudsucker Proxy. What number? 16.
2: 16. Okay, and mine's unbroken. Okay. And, yeah, and then 15 is Intolerable Cruelty for me.
0: And 15 for me is True Grit.
2: The real True Grit?
0: No, the, uh, the remake of True Grit.
2: Oh oh oh! I thought for some reason you had already said it down there. I had our, no. I had, had it already.
0: I'd said the first True Grid. I'd said the nineteen sixty nine. Oh, oh oh Wait, I was saying you, This is that the was way at the bottom. You're this saying is the remake is here? Yeah. yeah. At fifteen. At fifteen. Wow. Which is actually higher than I thought it was going to be. I was because Mine is
2: so much higher than that.
0: That's really interesting because I really remember, um, like, when we were going to rewatch it again. I remember I really did not like this the first time. I liked it a lot more the second time. Right. So this ended up higher than I thought it was going to, but it's still still just not oh, the best. Oh, but
2: I kind of remember why I liked True Great Mario. Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, maybe we'll get to that again. When yeah, let's yeah. get to it when we
2: get to the top. Thing.
0: Okay, well, that was the end of my more interesting than great tier.
2: Uh, no, I have more in that category that okay. I consider to be broken up into there because for me, I put Oh, Brother Where Art Thou as oh. 14. Ooh. 14. Ooh. Yeah, and then 13. Wait, stop. No, it was Miller's Crossing. Oh, okay. So I'm just saying with that to me Is right. my breakdown That's of, that's where that breaks to you Yeah for me Oh Brother Where Art Thou Interesting I would rewatch it But I yeah, See Cause you like Oh Brother And you like Raising Arizona And those just aren't my beat as much Like not, That vibe is not
0: mm. You know I think we figured that out Watching these That yeah. you're the uh, The wackier comedies Are not as much your style
2: Nah No not the way they do it
0: Yeah It's um I think I, And I think I understand that I think maybe you just have to be On their wavelength Or else it's It's too much Mm-hmm that's fair mm-hmm. but um we'll talk about oh brother more in a sec um anyways this next tier for me is i call it very enjoyable like i like these hmm. movies a lot mm-hmm. these are all really pretty solid movies i'd be happy to watch any of these movies again uh-huh um so coming right above true grit is kamiko the treasure hunter which number at 14 okay uh what was your fourteen? Oh wait, you mine just told was me. A brother. Oh right. But
2: mine's a different tier.
0: Um Kamiko the treasure hunter. Man, I like you know, I watched this twice in theaters.
2: Mine was Kamiko, spoiler alert, was number nine for me.
0: It's pretty like it was like it's such a weird, it's such a weird character to base a movie around. Yeah. Such a crazy character. Um I found myself like really enjoying and respecting what they did with it though. Me too. Me too. It's, a
2: little bit more than you, obviously, but yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. I, like, when I put it down, I literally put it, like, in the middle of my page, and kind of... I, It's flexible. Like, this category right here is a little bit flexible for right. me. So I'm not, like, married to it being, like, number nine, but... I thought it was, it was so much better than I thought it was going to be. I think they did a really good job with it.
0: Me too. Yeah, like really well-directed, really well-acted. Very su- well-acted, yeah. a Again, it's such a tricky story to build a movie around, but I, yeah. think they, I think they did it impressively. They made it work, yeah. They made it, they made it work. Um, it's, a, it's a weird movie, but you guys should seek it out. and definitely, totally. definitely give it a watch.
2: Yeah, maybe it's released again, or who knows what's going on with it.
0: And then my 13 was uh, another one that was higher than I expected, Blood Simple. Because you remember, me should on got you remember we should got Blood Simple a little yep. bit in the Blood Simple episode. Um, Not
2: where put Blood Simple, but we'll get to that. We will
0: get. I'm sure we'll get to Blood Simple yeah. more. Um, suffice to say, I still think it is. There's a lot of good stuff going on, but it's also still definitely seems like a debut work for them, where they're sure. kind of working out the kinks of their style. Yeah, for sure. Um, Twelve is bad Santa. Uh.
2: That's NS ten for me. Okay. Twelve was Lebowski. Still not on Wow.
0: It.
2: Yeah, but that's like pretty closer to the top.
0: If you had not watched it a second time, would it have been lower?
2: Yeah. Okay. But the thing is about the second time we watched it, it was also a little bit more of like a fun experience. So it was like everybody right. else's energy about it. Right. Made so it it's fun. that like, makes we went it and like got more white of, Russians, and right? The whole thing. But I got a T shirt, which I got wear all the time. But I just the movie still itself is not like resonating with me that much.
0: It's, I mean, I guess that's just like it's hard to tell somebody like you should like a comedy more because it's either you think something's funny or you don't. You know, that's there's no way to like intellectualize that. And to be just like,
2: Well, we were intellectualizing it when we had Thomas on, we were, like, talking about all these freaking themes and stuff. And oh, it. for sure. So. I'm just saying,
0: like, even if like even if you're on board with those themes, if you just like, you know. If you don't think Jesus is funny or like... Uh, oh, but Jesus is funny. Yeah. Oh, I love it.
2: Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Just reminded me how much I love Or it. like, this is what
0: happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass <laughs> and smashing a car. And if you don't, you know, if you don't think these yeah, moments are funny, it's just not going to resonate in the same way.
2: Well, I guess I'm not even assessing whether it's funny. I think, I think it's fine, funny-wise. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's hilarious. Like, oh, it's fine. But I guess what could make me like it more is whether I kind of appreciate some of the philosophy a little bit more. And that would take rewatching. Okay. Just like, appreciating some of the themes or whatever.
0: So that was your twelve. Uh huh. You really liked eleven movies that we watched more than that. I'm a little. Yeah. I'm a little offended Sorry. considering how hard, like how hard I sold this movie to you.
2: Well, it <sighs> well, sucks for you.
0: It's just you're just. I mean, you're just wrong. You are just wrong.
2: God, I'm just going to disagree. Like,
0: the fact that you think Bad Santa is better than Big Lebowski. Bad is good. Again, I have but Bad Santa number 12. But I love
2: Billy Bob.
0: I know you so do. So that's why. I know like, you do. That's but it's... what
2: could make the movie better for me. If Billy Bob were a huge character in Lebowski, promise I would like Lebowski more.
0: It just feels like, it's just it's just more of like a lightweight movie to me. To me, it's like, this is like a great... Like kind of Christmas time movie to put This is one of the better Christmas movies That you can just put on And be like And like kind of laugh at their it's antics It's just and. that
2: he's so good in it He
0: is great He is absolutely great That's why Yeah He carried it for me He's absolutely great he The is
2: not better It's just I liked the movie Right better. Like
0: yeah It's not funnier than Big Lebowski It's not But it's, it's just, still number 10 for me And it's and it's weird that it almost, it almost seems more touching at the end Because he is such an irredeemable bastard For most yep. of the movie And yep. that is And that is impressive Yep Number 11 to me was uh, The Original Lady Killers from 1950. Too. Oh, that's that's so adorable. Cute. That
2: is adorable. Yeah. Because it was delightful. Because it was delightful, exactly. That's so cute that we got the same on that. What a sweet, so, adorable, so far, delightful choice. Yeah. We got the, the final, the worst one, the same, Romance yes. and Cigarettes, and yes. number 11.
0: And number 11, the same. Great. And most of our bottom tier was pretty close. It's just yeah. we really started diverging <laughs> after that. Uh, yeah. Man, Lady Killers was great. Yeah, it was, that it was I to- well done. I totally get why that's considered just a classic comedy. Great, just, yeah, great for sure. farce. Everything falling into place. Alec Guinness is just so slimy. Good and characters screw- and like
2: good contrast between the characters too. Yeah, not overdone. Exactly, just like they all fit in the world.
0: That's a good point. Is that it's it's really like the criminal team is really well balanced. Yeah, like it's just a good ensemble. and like
2: versus the old lady who's like what well, about everything? But then yeah. like, yeah, there was no guy on the team who was like fucking the wayne's brothers one you know it's like <laughs> yes what? exactly
0: like, there's no ex- yeah the the cohen brothers totally screwed it up when they remade it yeah
2: they really did
0: Oof. um yeah just great perfect uh comic balance in that one yeah delightful absolutely very
2: delightful okay so my number 10 was bad santa
0: that was your wait that was your 11 oh yeah we had the same 11 so your 10 was bad santa yeah okay uh my 10 was the man who wasn't there
2: that's my eight. Oh. okay so Let's talk about that when we get to eight. Okay. What was your number well, nine?
0: That, okay. Well, that was, that was the end of my very enjoyable category.
2: Yeah, mine goes up to eight.
0: Okay. That's fair.
2: So, but, okay, wait. No, but let's just talk about it. The man who isn't there further up. So, who is your nine?
0: Okay. So, now we're in all these movies I consider truly great. Like, every movie we're about Ooh, to talk about. This okay. Is a, so,
2: we have a slight overlap. This is,
0: these, are, these are now great things we we're talking about officially. Is there
2: one more category above this? Yes. The best?
0: The masterpieces is the top one. Whoa!
2: Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So then, what's your number nine in truly great then?
0: Number nine, just making it into truly great, is uh, Fargo TV season one.
2: Oh, okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. Absolutely
0: fantastic. Okay. Um, it's hard. It's hard to compare TV and movies. Yeah. I wanted to put it on this list because like it. It does feel so of a piece with a lot of the other movies we watched and talked yeah. about. Like, it feels very thematically like a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. Um, you know, TV is di- just different, though. TV, you have more time to, like, really dive into the characters. Yeah. And and also, it, it, on the other hand, it doesn't necessarily feel like a cinematic or quite, like, as well shot as some of the other things on this list. Sure. It looks very impressive for TV, but it's still TV. Huh. Not to talk, not to talk.
2: That sounds very old school of you. Oh, it's just TV. I'm TV is to, the future, baby. I'm not trying to talk.
0: Absolutely No, it's just more like, you know, when you have a bigger budget and more time to set up shots, you can do more.
2: Yeah, Mr. Studio Head, sure.
0: That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Obviously, I, I mean, I love TV. You know I yeah. love TV. But no, it's just that, all those caveats aside, it's just... So um, the impressive of turning Fargo into into a TV series yeah. as well as they uh, did is yeah. so impressive.
2: No, Holly, genius, 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 genius.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I'm, and I'm, it sounds like it's higher on the list for you. So we, we can talk about that more further yeah. up. Uh, that nine. Yeah. What was, you, yeah, okay. what was so your number? Minus Kamiko. And nine is Kamiko yeah. for you. Yeah, I, uh, but so, this to
2: me still is not like the truly great. The, category. Okay, you're not
0: in the truly great. No, nah,
2: I'm like this is legit. But, makes, so like I don't. I don't have a truly great versus masterpieces category. Right. That to me is basically one category. So that's, that's why fair. this category goes up a little higher for me.
0: Totally fair. Also, so, you know, also you know these are these are my favorites. You know, I'm just gonna. I think I'm yeah. just gonna like more of these than you are naturally.
2: Yeah. So, so okay. So my nine is Kamiko. All right. My eight is the man who wasn't there.
0: Okay. So. But what's your eight? My aid is no country for old men.
2: Interesting. Okay. Yes. So here's why I like the man who wasn't there. I just... Billy Bob. Um, Of course. Billy Bob and just... I really liked the different pacing of that movie. And I liked that it had a lot of elements in it too. Like the alien story and then like his own backstory. And it kind of... It just worked for me that way. I just... I, I think I really enjoyed the calmness of that one. And I remember I watched it when I was like sick... Right. It felt good and it just, it worked for me at the time that I was watching it. And I think I really appreciated it. And I remember you
0: saying that and thinking, like, I bet this is a great movie to watch while you're sick because it has that kind of fever dream feeling to it.
2: Yeah. And it just, it was like, it was. It just felt pleasant. Like, sometimes you can think things about a movie, right? But that's yeah. not, like, I just, like, felt it. I was like, this feels good. So that's why I liked that it's, one. It's,
0: I mean, all these, you know, as much as we intellectualize on this show, all these things are so, like, intuitive at the end of the day. Yeah. It's just, like, where you feel these things end up. Yeah, it felt good. This for sure is, like, for, for instance, my experience of The Man Who Wasn't There. It's not a movie that I expected to place in my top ten. It just barely made my top ten. Yeah. Um. It's because it is slow and I remember while watching it thinking this is just a little bit on the slow side for me. Yeah. But it's but it's a movie that really resonated with me. Yeah. Um there's so there's a lot going on thematically and it's really kind of it's a like it's a dark kind of it's a really dark story when you think about it. Yeah.
2: I liked that. I like the darkness to yeah. a lot of these stories. And I I think also we had just watched a bunch of like more like hudsucker and like Wazzy yeah Arizona, like, and I was yeah just, like, we had just kind I of really appreciate that we had just casing. we had just kind
0: of finished their like kind of classic comedy era right so this was a huge yeah huge chain of pace change of pace for them still i think they're most kind of like uh like tamped down least crazy movie mm-hmm. although they've although but
2: inside lewin davis is slow too too in a way
0: i guess inside lewin davis is less crazy because man Who was yeah. there still has like aliens and stuff and
2: yeah See, that's interesting cuz it's like even though Inside Lowen Davis I mean it is a little bit more slow I I to me they kind of feel similarly slow but I just right. didn't like Inside Lowen Davis didn't resonate with me but I mean we've discussed it but yeah it's yeah. just to me it's interesting that it's not even necessarily about the pacing that didn't that I didn't like about Inside Lowen Davis but um
0: Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I liked. I, I think David resonated more with me. This still resonated, he, be even though the character is a blank. I guess because just he is such a blank, and it's yeah. so interesting to kind of just follow his thought process, yeah, and what he thinks about everybody around him, yeah. So there was just just a lot to chew on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, anyway, so that was
2: my eight, and that was that was, what your, was eight. your eight?
0: Oh yeah, my eight was No Country no for country. Old Men. Hmm, um, I want to save that. Let's save it. Okay. Seven. Is Barton Fink. Barton Fink.
2: Yay, yes, I knew it. Did you, I knew it. Did you know I don't it? know. I just had a feeling. I, I had, just knew it was going to be <laughs> it. Oh my god, it makes me so happy. Wow. Wow.
0: Pretty so sad. cool. Yeah, interesting. I um, love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, because
2: it's just oh, okay, It makes me so happy. I know. Um,
0: First of all, first of all, John Turturro, baby, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. I love him. But and, we and, know why the, I like him. Yes. In here,
0: and the character you uh, you feel very strongly is.
2: I relate to him. You relate to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's parts about that movie that I did not like. Like what? Um,
0: Were you not into the like the crazy ending?
2: I was not into the crazy ending. Uh, uh, that's John Goodman's what, like see, that's demonicism
0: where, kind of was like Ooh, chill out. That's what's interesting is that like we have the same ranking for it, but what made we like that movie? It for different reasons, yeah, what made for that sure. movie to me was the crazy ending and how and how surreal and over the top it got.
2: Yeah, see, I didn't love that, but I loved his neuroticism like I just loved it and I love that he was such a snob and I could kind of relate to that too because I know I'm like that which is like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that. but he's, that so much, part, he's so much worse for sure okay yeah let's <laughs> let me be clear for sure he's worse but I kind of can understand that train of thought I mean that kind of thinking is what's made me not see most popular movies and it's like not really purposeful right. or intentional but just sort of this feeling of like okay like whatever you only watch like movies a about the million, common man well it's not (laughs) no it's not that it's even about the common man it's uh, i wouldn't say it's the common man thing that i'm relating to i think it's like the the idea of something being like art or not art so if i'm like um, everyone's like watching like avatar whatever i'm just kind of like okay like it can't be that good almost
0: how many how many hipster thinking how many marvel movies have you seen
2: um not that many okay avengers is that marvel that is marvel yeah, I saw Avengers and I really enjoyed it. Okay. Like, I remember watching it, and ju- like, I think it came out, like, 4th of July or something like that. But I definitely, I saw Avengers back then um, at midnight and it was super fun I sat totally. with my buddies
0: okay, so, it was, so it's not
2: like I'm like a hater if I see it like I will enjoy right. a movie but I do have a tendency especially when I go with my mom my Russian mom like we'll see some American movies we'll just be like oh god this is so stupid because it's like right. she would never do that oh wow <laughs> happy ending great like,
0: <laughs> she would never do that of course <laughs> yeah, uh, try
2: to find it now Josh where, why can't I come on it? come on find it she would never do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, There's stuff that like In those movies like, just doesn't quite make sense Or just a little too perfect And you know My mom and I Love foreign movies For like well That's fucking life At the end of it You know And right. I like that In general the Coen <laughs> brothers Take that perspective too Where it's not all just Like sweet happy ending It's like exactly.
0: life We are Russian We come from Siberia We okay, do we not don't... We do not Have seas American existence uh, We
2: do not come from Siberia Thank you um, <laughs> oh, We're from Ukraine Um <laughs> Anyway,
0: but no, I, I know what you, I know what you mean. I think in general, kind of like, not even specifically Russia, but like that European sensibility is a lot yeah. more trying trying to be kind of like true to life or slices of life. And American movies are a lot yeah. more formulaic and over which the seems top.
2: a lot more artful to me personally and it's that kind of thing that i'm like i see that in barton fink and i get that and just his right. like inability to like sit down and write and he's like the fucking walls are peeling and what it's just like i'm like oh that's so mean it is
0: it is so, part of what makes the coen's great like american directors to be, is because they are obviously for the most part not about that kind of slice of life realism yeah um yeah they are definitely which you know, is also
2: why they're not as popular as one might think they could be in my opinion
0: that's that's probably true. You know they they're very into style and playing with mm-hmm. cinematic style and making big again big crazy swings. Yeah. And uh, which is which is I think tends to be a more like kind of American attitude of trying to make things big. You know as explosions. big as you can make it. Explosion. Stuff. Though yeah. you don't see many explosions in Coen Brothers movies. Uh in,
2: yeah you do raising Arizona
0: and the Lady Killers yeah yeah. Oh, in <laughs> one funny part of the Lady Killers <laughs> sort of. Mm-hmm. Um anyway yeah no but. Okay, that is what makes Martin Fink great, is the mix of styles. Yeah. You have, because there are the surrealistic elements, but it's also like a satire of the Hollywood system.
2: Uh-huh, And yeah, it's like also
0: that. just a great character portrait, <laughs> and like a, yeah. and like at moments like a buddy comedy where you see, uh, you know, John Turturro and John Goodman kind of facing off. Yeah. And For wrestling. <laughs> and wrestling, exactly, and wrestling. So there are, there's so many of those elements going on, and it fits together in like interesting and like kind of just disjointed, but also yeah. kind of crazy ways and... Uh, yeah, I love... It. It's a great movie.
2: I wonder if our number six is gonna be similar.
0: It's not, because my number six is Oh so Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh.
2: <laughs> Fine. Mine's A Serious Man. Okay. 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 Sure. Sure. we want to talk about A Serious Man later?
0: We can talk about A Serious Man later. Okay. Um,
2: <laughs> it's my number one! Uh-huh.
0: I mean... Jackie, maybe I should just tell you the next three for me is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Inside Lewin Davis and Raising Arizona. Oof, yeah. So you didn't like any of these three movies that as much as I did. Or even close. No. Which. That's
2: such a funny patch. Look. Like it's like transported from the bottom of my list <laughs> Comple- to the top of yours. Yeah,
0: completely. To me, all these are truly great movies. And I don't think any of them are truly great for you. No. Um, we already talked about Lewin Davis quite a bit. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Is the as you know the first Coen Brothers movie I ever saw. Right. It is. Um, it's got a. It's another very funny, very wacky movie, but it's also just a great adventure. And I love the music. I, I mean, I adore the music in that mm-hmm. movie. That does, for both that and Inside Lou Davis, honestly, that does a lot to sell it right. for me. Is, um, as somebody who's just really into, like, different eras of pop music in general, to see either the music of, like, the 30s or, like, the folk renaissance of the 60s, like, brought to life so well, mm-hmm. so is a huge part of why I love these. Mm-hmm. And um just the style of A Brother Where Art Thou, I th- like, a lot of people really didn't like that one, so it's not like you're in awful yeah. company there. But it's so it's such a joy that movie is just really a joy for me from start to finish and mm-hmm. j- just yeah george clooney is having so much fun john Taturos in that one again too playing That's a true. super crazy caricature I love john there's just a you know it's like the odyssey and they're moving to all these different crazy yeah. elements from place to place and i'm just i'm never bored and i've pretty much always got a smile on my face watching that one fair Racing arizona similarly is just like a great joyful I mean, you
2: love the ending you tear up at that i ending. tear up at the ending and i love
0: the ending and i, I like i cry every time i watch that had a
2: dream like raising well. yes recently. i did
0: <laughs> which I yeah um which yeah we're not going to talk into too much detail about no that, but just but like a
2: dream about the future about the future and then i was yeah. like josh that's like raising Arizona. And you're like oh, you're right <laughs> it's yeah cute. yeah it's just
0: get, these look these are just the moments where you know you have to you have to get on board with the, the coen brothers like sense of pacing and sense of just playing everything big and big slapstick set pieces that set piece of them just like going on a crazy chase through the supermarket chased by dogs oh yeah <laughs> that just i think still just kind of like i mean I, unparalleled for fun in and like all of their movies
2: dogs yeah dogs make a scene more fun
0: dogs always make things more fun
2: i do think that's true about life
0: but know, but that also that's also counterbalanced though. The reason it's I think above movies like Oh Brother Where Art Thou just slightly is because you've got that great central relationship between High and Ed that's really sweet and really well acted. Yeah, and I, I kind of don't buy their relationship. I
2: buy, the re- I
0: buy the I buy their relationship. I totally yeah, buy it. I'm not buying it. It's one of the you know it's one of those like kind of meeting of opposites, but they're also both crazy in their own way, <laughs> and they true. balance out their with different kinds of crazy yeah um nicholas cage is just he's a great coen brothers hero to be. he's cartoonish in just the right ways yeah um the music's also great in that one It's just it hits a lot of sweet spots for me that's fair so it's if you it's and i totally get like if you've got to be on its wavelength to like it and i understand why you wouldn't be
2: yeah just i'm not on that that's fair But I also just did a switch as we were talking. Okay. From six and five. All right. I just said six is a serious man. I really mean that. Fargo TV is six. Okay. Um, because my top category is getting really dark. And also,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was you like you like the darker movies more? Oh
2: yeah. But
0: I I, I knew that was going to be the the end game.
2: Yeah, that's me. But I I, also do you
0: think we're gonna have to save number one? We might.
2: No, we don't. Oh, we don't. Yeah, we don't. Oh
0: shit. Okay.
2: Well, my 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 top 3 are a complicated bunch. Um but uh Fargo for the fact that it's a TV show and right. not a movie. I'm going to bump it down one. I just I love what they did with it. I think it was phenomenal. Um but I also a serious man was so funny. And it was funny in a way that I really like, which is like the how many times there were just Jewish names like referenced throughout? Like, very yes, subtle. That is true. And it had like funny parts that were not as subtle, but I, the subtlety really got to me. I think he was acted really well
0: too. It was but fu- what was funny in those two different ways. It's funny in this kind of like philosophical, ironic, how do these things keep happening to this guy sort of way. Yeah. And also funny in the, ver- this very specific look at like Jewish culture in yeah. the 60s sort of way. Yeah. And so both those things I uh, melt together really well.
2: Yeah, that rubbed me the right way. So I'm going to switch a serious man to number five
0: all right you still have you still got fargo the tv show pretty high
2: yeah i i really liked it yeah i liked it so much more than i thought i would considering how gory and horrific it is but it's was really gory like,
0: and horrific you had to watch a few of those episodes just like oh god josh why yeah. am i watching
2: this yeah josh has his hands <laughs> over his eyes which is what i was doing or yep. putting my feet in front of the screen or anything <laughs> just to block it out but re- i mean just phenomenal storytelling so yeah yeah I that yeah
0: really yeah really impressive achievement yeah um
2: Wait. So, did you do your four then already?
0: Yeah, my four was raising Arizona. Okay,
2: so my four is True Grit.
0: That's crazy to me. How do? You, why do you like that movie that much? I had no. Even when we were watching it, I had no idea you liked the movie that much.
2: It stuck with me. It also was at a particular point in my life that um, gave me a good, gave me a good perspective. So, I, I enjoyed it while we were watching it a lot, and I also. I'm trying to explain what I liked about it. I liked this girl character doing what she was doing. They did a great remake, obviously. I but, like. Um, I
0: really like her. T- I liked Haley Steinfeld a lot. Of she was yeah.
2: really good. And um, oh my god, what's his face? Rooster. Like, right. I loved Rooster's <laughs> character. Uh, there were moments in it that like really jumped on me because when Haley's walking by and she sees Matt Damon and he's on the porch, there was like. <laughs> It was so genius. I was like, you could feel the tension and the way he like put his feet up on the rail and was looking at her and I was like, what? Like it was, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's moments like that in there, like the connections between the characters that right. just blew me away. So that was a scene I loved when he was, like, she wakes up and he's in his room. Like their whole dynamic made so much more sense to me than how it happened in the the original was just like, what do you mean? Like, he's going to steal a kiss from me or whatever. Like you couldn't see it, but here you saw like a drop of their relationship develop. And I loved that. I just loved rooster. Um, and I love the way that it ended at the end where, you know, she's alone and she was like looking back on like this being the greatest adventure of her life and all yeah, that. Yeah,
0: That's one of the, that's, I think the part that really stuck with me too yeah. is that, and it is a little bit of that kind of European downbeat realism we, we were just yeah. talking about. And that like, that's that's in some ways kind of a realistic uh, fact of just life living out in the west. You know, it's hard, yeah. and you do, and sometimes you know, sometimes snake bites don't go your way, and sometimes yeah, you do you just end arm. up alone forever. You know.
2: Yeah, but I, but I also think more than just that, it was kind of in her life, she was really holding on to the past too, because even though she lost her arm, which is very yeah. real, and yeah. and she has lifelong consequences for what happened. At the same time, like. It had this dark ending because this character was like, she was kind of dark, and she made. It's like you have a choice, I think, of how you put your life into perspective going forward too. And it was really interesting to me that this character couldn't move on from it to the point where she's an old spinster, right? And her childhood adventure is the biggest adventure of her life. Yeah, it, compl- and, it
0: completely recontextualizes the movie that came before it and makes it like, and makes like, even like, you know, the wacky adventure moments seem like that much more kind of bittersweet.
2: Totally. And uh, for me though, we watched it like really during a time, but like for me, something personal came up out of my past and it was like a really good counterpoint because I was like, whoa, you, you don't want your past to have that kind of hold over your future. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that about it. So, you know, sometimes we watch these movies at a particularly personal point where I go, whoa, I relate to that. This is crazy. So, True Grit really resonated with me. Totally. Well, I mean,
0: look, that's that's part of the reason Inside and Davis was so yeah. High True indie. Grit is we, my Inside and Davis. There we go. Someti- yeah, you know that's so, what it is. Sometimes that just happens. That, yes. that completely covers colors. You know what movies end up becoming your favorites that stick with you.
2: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Number three.
0: Well. This is my final tier. All three of these movies I consider masterpieces.
2: Me too!
0: Um, like, these are just the Coen brothers working at the absolute top of their game. Like, everything is firing at all cylinders, and I can't really pick a single flaw in any of these movies.
2: Okay, I don't exactly agree with that description, but I find them all to be masterpieces. Yes.
0: That's fair. And uh, what's interesting is I think we have very different top threes. Yeah, I think so. So, my number three is A Serious Man.
2: Fair. Totally fair. Mine's Blood Simple.
0: Uh, okay, inter- I mean, inter- I will never get over Blood Simple. I, well, I mean, let's talk about that too, because okay, so that was your first experience watching a Coen Brothers movie, and I yeah, think it, it uh, I think it did really grab you. It, it, uh, it is still one of their just kind of simplest and most elemental movies. You know, it's just it's, it You've is. got just these four characters in one place, just working against each but other. But it's
2: so powerful for insight into human beings, and I right. love human beings. So, like human interactions and. Just to see how like how close they were with their like miscommunications and their misunderstandings and a slight miss and seeing how that like the consequences of those relationships to me was like this is great. It was not perfect, but it also it, it like really, really worked for me to the point where like I respect it so much that I'm right. bumping it higher than it might otherwise deserve to be.
0: Like, I mean again, just But it's
2: sentimental I, for me because it's the first one too. Right.
0: But also you know, I think I get that uh because, just because I know, like, how you react to violence in movies, and I think uh, I think just the tension of that movie is so high. Yes. I can see how that would grab you.
2: Yes, and <laughs> I think, like, what I see in Blood Simple is, like, the seeds for what they were able to develop later yeah. like, and be really, really great at, and yeah, I can, like, like, having, see all the budding little...
0: Like, having watched like, all these other movies, like, thinking back about that movie, can you see, like, how there were, like, a lot of parts of their style that ha- they hadn't yeah. really figured out yet? yeah. But it's but it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to detract from that movie itself. It's just yeah, like that's it kind of it, it
2: doesn't detract. If from anything, it makes like that so movie high. seem
0: kind of like kind of very like raw.
2: Yeah, it's like raw Coen Brothers. Yeah, which I so that, that's why it's so up there for me. But I mean, to me, when that was happening and unfolding, I was just like, oh my god. So it, <laughs> it yeah, God, me. that
0: whole that whole buried alive sequence is still 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 amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh so yeah I, I think it's flawed but I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Serious man again. It's um it, it it does I you know we are Jewish and I did grow up go to Jewish school and it does those Jewish slices of life are the details are so perfect. Yeah. that that is a that is a huge amount of why the movie resonates. Totally. But at it's but it is not just that because it also appeals to my philosophical crazy theory mind bending side. Uh That and Barton Fink are really their two big, like, thinker kind of surrealistic movies. Right. And that this really... This this one, it's not just that it's surreal, it's that it's really kind of, like, diving into this guy's existential crisis. And not only that, using that to spin into, like, an exploration of, like, what, like what should we do with, how should we live our lives and why are we here Right. and managing to be that deep at the same time it's also being really pretty funny throughout Yeah. Yeah. and having great scenes of like you know Danny being high at his bar mitzvah
2: yeah that was a good
0: scene <laughs> um, yeah that just that just really puts it over the top mm-hmm. Any like any of these top three movies could be my number one depending on the day you ask me so
2: yeah see my number three for Blood Symbols, it's not my number one but it, right. it's just you know if I rewatch it I might move it down to be honest um, but right now, having not rewatched most of these, that's like how I feel about it. Totally. So, but it's it's Blood Simple is but not the, my number one. Right,
0: but still, just the memory of watching that is stuck with you. Yeah, so that that's enough to put it. But top Serious
2: three. Man is number five, so it's like up there, baby. Yeah, that one was great.
0: Um, what's your number two? Number two, you might be surprised. It's the Big Lebowski.
2: Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Snooze. <laughs> right. It's
0: I. You know beginning of the soul exercise it was my number one um, ah, it is
2: interesting. that's why that's why it,
0: that's why it might have been a surprise oh, um, that doesn't surprise me
2: but okay. it's
0: I mean it's still their best comedy it's still I feel I mean I, I feel like I've just I've seen this movie and talked about this movie so many times at this point Damn, it's you your
2: number two though. that's high I know
0: it's hard to, it's hard to even further articulate it it's just it's like it's a movie where every line of dialogue is perfect basically <laughs> and every line of dialogue is quotable
2: and
0: nothing. It's yeah, it's basically a perfect movie. Interesting. Um and yet it's not my number one.
2: Number one is Fargo.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we could save it. What's your number two?
2: No, because my number two and my number one are easily interchangeable. Well, my my number one and two are um No Country and Fargo. I, okay. I couldn't It's hard for me to pick which one I like more. Um and truth be told, I want to say Fargo as two because Everybody says is the best, so here like, comes my wanting to be a little bit different, but it, it's hard for me to decide, honestly.
0: It's, well, okay, well, let's talk Fargo for a sec. Okay. Because you're right. It is the movie that I think most people would say is their best movie. Right. So for me to actually decide, yes, it's their best movie is a little bit maybe anticlimactic.
2: But I'm bored. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um, no, it's, like, I just... After thinking about it more and thinking, can I justify not making it their number one just because I want to be contrarian, I can't. Ah, <laughs> uh, by
2: deductive reasoning.
0: It actually, it actually legitimately is, like, probably the best expression of what they, of who they are as directors, I think. Yeah. Um, just in terms of how effortlessly they mix the drama and the comedy and how they get those slice-of-life details right and how they also turn it into an, exp- an exploration of morality and good and evil. Yeah. There is so much going on on every level. Like, there's so many iconic scenes in the movie. It's, and, mm-hmm. and just the, and the style of the movie has been so influential, not just on like the TV series, but on like, like every, like every other true crime picture to come after it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's another, it's another movie that's essentially a perfect movie that's hard to even really take apart.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I agree with that. And I think that the reason it's, I'm not sure if it's my number one, one is because of contrarianism. Right. But two is like, <laughs> There's a little bit about the characters I don't love with like Marge's character.
0: You don't so- love Marge's character? No, no, no.
2: There's elements that something that I don't necessarily love, like that last scene with her and uh Gare in the car, where she's saying, And it's a beautiful day yeah. and whatever. there's something about that scene that I don't like. I really? Have to, why wait, but why? I have to rewatch it and explain it, but there's something that I feel like in it just kind of rubs me the wrong way Do you feel it's like missing the mark. Do you feel like it's contrived?
0: Speech? Like it's not like something she'd really say in that moment?
2: It's a little contrived, but it's like missing the mark of what you were just dealing with. Like, I, I don't know. There, there's a little bit of a mismatch for me. I really, I, it's hard for me to explain. It's just like a feeling that I get where I'm like, this kind of feels slightly off to me.
0: But to me, it's like, I, th- I always think of her as, you know, she's a good cop and she's a veteran cop. Like she's dealt with so much. And I think just the fact she's seeing another body being put in a wood chipper or something. Isn't enough for, to like make her make her less sunny? I think she like, I think she has a very she knows how she sees the world and she knows who she is. And yeah, I think she, but, it's just a it's just that moment. is just basically her like, I have a moment. We're waiting for the we're waiting for backup to come, so I should tell you like, this is you know I know better than you. This is just the wrong path for you to be going down. Maybe, maybe. I, th-
2: there's. There's just something about it like when I think like what comes to my mind when I think about like why don't I love it.
0: But Peter Stormare.
2: No, I <laughs> Josh <laughs> please don't make me go on a Peter Stormare tangent right now. I cannot even put it into words. Um. Oh God. Um. But no it, there's something about her Yeah. not Peter Stormare right. who's fucking flawless. Uh. But so there's this and it's very slight it's really nuanced which is why I can't even explain it very well but that's why maybe, and when I think about um, No Country, there's nothing that I'm like, oh, I don't like that.
0: That's so so okay. That's so interesting. So that's the last movie we have to talk about then. Yeah, and I, it's a movie that I think I like less than a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it did after it did after all. It is their only Best Picture winner. Um,
2: oh no! Now I agree with the world on something. <laughs> right. Oh, um, you know, it's it's like a
0: uh, many, you know. I think many people would also consider it an essentially flawless masterpiece. Yeah. Um, I don't. I do have issues with it.
2: I don't. Here's the weird part about it too: is that like I just remember watching it, and being like, "That was fucking amazing," and then I kind of forgot a lot of the details, which is my tendency with movies. Right. So let's talk about this. Let's. Talk. You tell me what you don't like, and then I'll talk about it.
0: Okay. Um, what I don't like is it the voice of it the. It's another. It feels off. I think, as like you said about Fargo, the voice mm-hmm. of it feels off. Okay. So much of the voice of this film, that film comes from Cormac McCarthy, mm-hmm. who is so whose point of view on the world is just so dark and hopeless and nihilist, much more than I think the Coen Brothers typically are. Right. Even in movies like A Serious Man and others. Right. Um, it's just, it's definitely it's just it's so bleak and it's and it seems to suggest that like you know the world is just overrun by evil when we essentially have no control over our lives. Oh, see, because
2: I don't think it means that the world is overrun by evil. To me, what I think I liked about it was acknowledging that there's an evil like that out there. Okay. So I wouldn't say that it's like, oh, the world is this evil. It's like, it's out there and you have to know what that evil is and be realistic about that evil and appreciate how evil
0: it really, truly is. But you can't do anything to stop it or change it.
2: (laughs) Um... Yeah, but I think there is evil <laughs> like that out there, maybe. And I, I think that's that. Think that's kind of the thing that rubs me the wrong way about Fargo, which is like, you think you're gonna tell this guy that there's a beautiful day outside, and he <laughs> gives a fuck. Like, what See, are this you is talking why, about? this is why talking about that's
0: the funny contrast between our number ones is. Yeah, there is there is that little bit of hope and light in Fargo. Fargo is very much like a good versus evil movie, where good eventually ultimately gets the upper hand. And in Fargo, I think the message is that people are ultimately good. And in No Country for Old Men, I think the message is that evil will always dominate, and yeah, people are see, powerless against it. I think that's it. too
2: simplistic, though, because I don't think that Fargo is saying like good is going to triumph. I think Fargo is an instance where good. By whatever luck or fortune, triumphed. Like, because there was a good sequence of events that led to it. She happened to see him in the wood chipper when he didn't have a gun on him. She definitely,
0: there was definitely luck involved.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of luck involved. And so I I don't think that that's really a testament to like the power of good. It was like this was fortunate that it happened that way. Mm -hmm. So then to sort of be like, well, it's a beautiful day or whatever, it's like he doesn't fucking care. Like this (laughs) time he. You know, he got caught, but in a different world, he wouldn't have gotten caught. And this isn't something telling him that the world is good and there's a sunshine or whatever is not going to change that kind of evil's perspective. Right. But I also don't know that Gare was as evil as In No Country
0: Shigur. No. Well, no, it's hard to beat shigur on evil. Shigur was basically like the devil incarnate.
2: He was. And I think it was portrayed so well and so realistically for what evil evil is. And I liked that part
0: too. Did you say realistically? I don't think he's was realistic exactly.
2: I think he's realistic <laughs> for what real evil would be like if real evil were incarnate. Like it, like it, it would be like that. No,
0: t- like to me, he is like basically like a demon. Like he's not like a right. human character that could really be like human. He's just like like just this. Force I think of there nature. are people
2: who are not human in their evil, and I think okay. he, if there were a person like that, he personifies it perfectly. Okay, so I find him realistic. <laughs> That's why I would That's like so, it. You know, I wouldn't like a movie that wasn't realistic.
0: I think, but uh, I. I do think it says something about our respective world views. I think mine is maybe slightly sunnier than yours.
2: See, that's the thing <laughs> that I disagree about, too, is I'm actually extremely positive, like, extremely like super optimistic. I'm optimistic in the face of some, like, totally pessimistic shit, but right. I think maybe just, like, stuff that I've dealt with in my life is that I think I've... I have seen a lot of, like, real evil in my life, I think, and because of that, I relate to it or see it in film or think evil um, presents in a certain way. So I'm like, I'm I'm really interested in what I think are realistic or not realistic portrayals of evil. That's the yeah. difference. But I right. don't think that the world is evil. And I don't think that the world, in, in the world that ultimately evil conquers, I don't have a pessimistic worldview. I just, I think that there are times where there's evil out there and it's really hard to fight. So I like those depictions okay but i'm super well, positive and i, I love can, life yeah and i'm not a nihilist yeah.
0: happy sunny, go Yay. life go life
2: but i, I right. actually really am really sunny no look i'm no which co- anybody who knows me would know
0: <laughs> of course you are <laughs> no you are you are a study per- you're not like you're not like a goth and just being like everything sucks all the yeah. time obviously um no no you know what no country i mean no country for is a great movie it is undoubtedly the style of the movie is is absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. javier bardem is brilliant josh brolin's brilliant too mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of brilliant stuff going lack on. lack of
2: music crazy They're, the
0: lack of the sound design and just and and i think it is i mean even more than blood simple i think it's just their tensest film mm-hmm. you're we so on edge the mm-hmm. entire time watching it
2: well shot everything
0: so it's really impressive on a lot of levels it's just there's uh yeah there's just like there's stuff about the robes would be the wrong way so totally. i can't put it aside Yeah. Just like Raising Arizona rubs you the wrong way because (laughs) you can't can't appreciate joy and love. No, I I don't (laughs) understand what those are. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it.
2: Oh, my God.
0: For now. We decided it. Yeah. Although it does look like if we were forced to like merge our list together and come to a consensus, it would probably be Fargo because that's at the very least your number two while No Country was down at number eight for me. Fine. So if we were to say like, here's Josh and Jackie's number one,
2: uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> fine,
0: we don't have to do that. No, we're, we're not, not going to. We're not merging. We are. I mean,
2: Fargo's a close second, but I refuse.
0: <laughs> all right, fine. We There's have our own separate list. Something
2: about no country that just gets me, and so, unfortunately, I agree with the population because it's a Oscar winner. But whatever.
0: Totally fair. Mm-hmm. Totally fair.
2: it's fair.
0: Well that was that's it i'm i didn't a, i did not make a didn't make a quiz but i didn't need to make a quiz because no. that was a full like hour and 45 minutes
2: it'd be funny for me to quiz like which is the best one <laughs> right number one number two
0: <laughs> the only choices are the big lebowski
2: you know what? <laughs> actually what would have been funny is if we had each done like five questions right of like like what's the number one in my like what's my favorite right movie? Like what's my to, least favorite movie? right what's my to, middle favorite trying movie? to
0: guess for each other yeah because, um, Which, I knew no I knew no country was gonna be high for you yeah. I think I, I think I I think I still would have guessed Fargo number one for you yeah surprise surprise yeah anyhow, anyhow. that's um I mean that's it for accept the mystery
2: for now for now I mean it's so depressing I'm Can not trying to that? be
0: depressing i'm I'm trying to tell guys that uh, like you know we're going on high we're going away for a while yeah, but we'll be we're gonna
2: make a new podcast we're gonna make a new, new podcast picture. it's gonna be great
0: I think. I think we should watch 12 Angry Men for a first podcast episode. Maybe. I know you, maybe. We could talk about it more, but because it's been in the news, because Inside Amy Schumer did a whole sketch about it. Fine. And also, because, like, I think you would really appreciate it, because you, like, the entire, like, jury deliberation process.
2: Because I'm a lawyer. Because you're a lawyer. I really forgot. Yes, because you're a
0: lawyer, and I think you would think it's really cool. (laughs) Okay, fine. So I'm picking it because I think you would think it's a really great movie.
2: Ugh, fine.
0: So, but, so, I don't know when that's going to come out. Probably Soon. 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 In the meantime jackie where can people find you
2: oh my god people can find me on twitter sort of stupid um m-a-c-q-u-e-l-i-n-e but my instagram is the best place for me yes full period metal period jackie
0: i'm at radio tfb on twitter and i'm also radio tfb on instagram and go to joshrichman.net and other stuff. I'm producing I've got other stuff in the works that I'm producing that you'll yeah, be able just to hear soon.
2: Listen to Earwolf. You'll yeah, hear Josh's work. okay? There you go, just listen. Boom, did, baby. Did you
0: know I was on I was on do you know what staff infection is? No. It's um it's not even it's not an official Earwolf show, it's just a show that all of the staff does. Oh. Um they like they broadcast it live on Friday afternoons, but then it's not like up after that, it's just like a radio show.
2: Oh, that's cool.
0: Um but I was on that. And and uh, oh, how cool. and and Scott Op- Scott Ackerman stopped by that. Right
2: Ugh, shut up! You're such a celeb name I know, I'm, dropper. I'm just saying.
0: I'm just. I know. God. You know. Scotty and me, we go way back.
2: You're so cool. I can't take <laughs> it. Sorry.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: so guys, yeah, try to listen to Josh on that.
0: Well, for then, the last time, guys. For now. For now. For now. For now. Peace and love.
2: Peace and love.